at least my Yay. voice. So there we go. <laughs> if it's recording one of us, it should be recording the rest of us. Uh, Famous last words. That's true. Do you want to check? I, I just checked and I could hear voices. So I think we're good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Voices. Voices. So David Tennant's apparently in town and they're looking for extras. They, they had open casting calls today and they're going to have open casting calls tomorrow. But Ooh. I didn't know about it until this evening. Not that I could have got off work anyhow, but he's filming something called The Good Samaritan or The Bad Samaritan. Mm. Oh dear. Something like that. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. So I know Mooney hasn't seen the movie. Have you seen the movie, Trisha? Yes, I did. I saw it. And? Uh, uh, um. Without spoiling, spoiling Mooney, just yay or nay. I don't, I don't care if you spoil, honestly, at this point. Um, I liked it. I want to see it again. Only what? because at the reveal, like at the end, mm-hmm. like I had like the flashbacks of all the clues. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. I want to go back and see if I can find all the clues again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised who played him. Oh, you hadn't been spoiled on that. Well, they kept on telling, I knew that he was going to be in it, but I was thinking he was going to be someone later. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to have that big of a, that big of a role. Oh no, they said know? it was going to be huge, and they actually had him. The IMDb had him playing Grindelwald uh, the on Thursday, the day I went mm-hmm. to see the movie. Okay. So they they leaked it and spoiled it. Oh, because I was like, I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, because I I went to see it in 3D, and I thought it was mm. cute. I thought it was cute. There were some things. There were some things. I'm still not sure if I really like how Eddie played him. Really? I thought Eddie was wonderful as him. Why? I don't know. I I kind of was expecting him to... He played him very reserved. I was expecting him to be a little bit more flamboyant. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he was very shy and and looking at... We should save this and have a movie podcast. Okay, yeah. But... Eddie, Eddie did say that Newt was more comfortable with animals than people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. But sometimes when you, I guess maybe I'm thinking of him being more like <laughs> the crocodile hunter. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean, because he's, I mean, he's still more comfortable with, he is the person that's more comfortable with people that, I mean, with animals than he is with people, mm-hmm. too. But he's so yeah. excited about them. And, yeah. I, I, like, there was another guy, he was a, um, oh, my goodness, I can't remember, an Egyptologist. And I guess he, they kind of debunked him saying he wasn't a very good one or something like that. But he did a, um, he did a TV show, but he was so excited and so enthusiastic about telling you about what's good, like what's in this tomb and all this stuff. I kind of, that's what I was, I, I think that's what I wanted. I wanted someone more like that. Well, no, I mean, but he was kind of like he, that when he was in the case. Yes. So. Especially when he was doing the dance for that weird thing. The, the, <laughs> That, that was my favorite rhino. scene. I the love the zoo scene. That was an arumpet horn. A rumpet horn. Which is I what blew up. That's the, that's of, the thing that exploded, right? What? That's the thing that exploded. Yes. The arumpet horn exploded. Come say hi to Stu. Hi, Alric. Hi. How are you? Yeah, you can hear. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to bed. Good night, Alric. You're not going to bed. Well, you need to go to bed soon. You get school tomorrow. Last day of school. Yay. Sucker. Yeah, he doesn't go back until next Tuesday. 
Uh, I get the whole week off, Uh which is weird because none of the other colleges in my area get the whole week off. Everybody else goes until I want to say Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I have to go to I have to go to work until Wednesday. (laughs) Me too. But we don't have kids. We usually don't. Oh, don't you? No, we just have kids today and tomorrow. Mm. That's why all our guests use today and tomorrow. He was today and tomorrow. I subbed in another class today, so I wasn't in my class, but I was there while my kids were in session, and they were just like, oh, teacher! They all had to come give me a hug. It was very sweet. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. Well, when you finally get to see the movie, Mooney, and Trisha, when you go back to see the movie, watch the way that Newt walks. Because in the second viewing, I noticed, and his one foot, I I don't know, he's coming at me, so it would be his left foot walks with the toe pointed forward, and his right foot walks with the toe pointed off to the side. Okay. He walks really oddly as Newt. And I think it's a Newt thing. I don't think it's an Eddie Redgrave thing. I think he did it for the character. Okay. Okay. So. This just reminds me of when, uh, in the... DH part one where Harry's doing the polyjuice thing and mm-hmm. Dan had to watch everybody and sort of mimic their motions. He's like, Rupert has this really sexy wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he wiggles his hips. So. Yeah, when he does, when, yeah, I, he kind of, he kind of reminded me, yeah, like, at least the walk kind of thing kind of reminded me how. Yeah, how Dan did when he was on Polyjuice. Mm-hmm. Not Polyjuice. Um, Felix Felicis. Felix, yeah. yeah. Very much so like that. Well, it was fun. I thought they brought the magic back. It, it was, it was Joe magic. It wasn't yeah, fanfic it was, and it wasn't, it, was it wasn't not. Cursed Child. Yeah. Yes. It, it was, that was, <laughs> it was horrible. Really well uh, done. I just so I it it felt it felt more like Joe. I I got I got the scream. I got I do have the scream play. I don't have it, it yet. I, I, I got I re I ordered it on Amazon like in July. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my dad uh, so, is so excited for this because he's like, we get to finally see how magic is done, and I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> Melinda wrote that she. She felt bad for quoting Snape, but she wanted to know what was going on with all that foolish wand waving. <laughs> Wait, is there is there really no magic? No, well, there's, there's a magic. lot of magic. What? There's duels and all kinds of stuff, but there's a lot of wand waving too. Yeah, there was lots okay. of wand waving. And tell me one I kind of I kind of can wait to read the screenplay only because I want to read because I couldn't I didn't get all the like. Other than the Niffler, which was the cutest damn thing in the world. <laughs> so was Pickett. I know. No, Pickett was cute. But the thing is, I is couldn't... that the little stick thing? Mm-hmm. He's, little, he's a boat truckle. Yeah, the little boat... stick thing. Yeah, yeah, he's a boat truckle. He's a boat truckle. Okay. Like I couldn't get all the animals' name. Like, yeah, I know Frankie, but what is Frankie? Frankie's a Thunderbird mm. from Ilvermorny. Okay. okay. So um, I was like, I didn't get all. I couldn't get all the animals' names. The only one no. I couldn't. I couldn't get for sure was the one that was totally out of Doctor Who. The the walrusy things with the tentacles. <laughs> was it walrus with tentacles? I guess no, what? they weren't really walrusy. They were more like the a rumpet horn was more like a rhinoceros, but these things yeah. were like And I felt bad with a damn little hippo. Yes. That was gonna be mated with, whether he wanted to or not. I know, um, he was like all in the corner. He's like, no, no. 
The one that he calls out after he goes and sees the Thunderbird and he calls it and he says it's the only mated pair anymore and, and there's two little babies in there. They look like oh. tank beasts and then they have... The reason I called it a walrus was because it had tentacles on its face. It looks like a walrus's whiskers. Oh, oh, yeah, I do remember that. I don't know. kind of reminded me something out of, like, Star Wars. Yeah. It reminds me of the the um, ouds in Doctor Who. Okay. I don't know what that is. But... Okay. Hang on just a minute. I'm going to go get something. You talk amongst yourself. That's okay. It. Okay. Do we get to find out whether guns versus um, wands... Which one wins or no? No. No, no, Damn. no, no, no. I, know. I know. My son even asked me that. And he went, he went to the, he went to the, he went to see it with me. He did fall asleep during it. Oh, oh Rick. <laughs> he was so happy. Well, see, it's, Ark is not a very, he's not a night owl at all. And, oh, and we okay. went at 930. And usually he okay. is, yeah. he's usually asleep by 10. And I kind of, I kind of woke him up. I'm like, "Are you asleep?" Because no, I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. I'm probably like five minutes later. I go, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm like, I've been talking to you for five minutes. He told me you weren't asleep. He's like, I think I was asleep. <laughs> I can't. I I have to wait another month. I'm so mad. Oh, but I just don't have time right now. I mean, I'm gonna go see Allegiance because it's gonna be at the at theater and at the mall down the street, but. I don't have time to go see. Look, I'm so freaking busy that. I was gonna say, do you have have finals yet? Well, so I don't have. I haven't had finals for grad school. You've got final projects, and so everything's just accumulating because a lot of it's been um, gearing up to the finals. Like I'm writing this huge paper, and Mm -hmm. so we've finally just gotten to the point where we've picked a topic, started doing the research, or you know the the interview. We've finally done that. And so everything's just coming together. And thank goodness I have this entire week off because otherwise I'd just be sitting here going, oh, my God, I can't get this. I'm going nuts. And so I just I don't have time to figure all that out. So I thought that the snake like thing was an augury, but that doesn't. I thought an augury was a bird. This was a a bird bird. snake mixture. And that's what it was. Silver shells. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about silver shells in here. It just says that it's, it sings when rain comes. The little purpley thing, bug things were billywigs. Okay. The bow truckle. Center what was the thing that took care of the, the snaky thing? That was, um, <laughs> what, that's what the, uh, invisibility cloaks are made out of. It was a, uh. Demiguys. Demiguys. He was cool. Yes, here's the demi guys. I found it. The demi guys was cool, and the, they were also cool. They were neat. I, I mean, and the Mert lap. I wanted to read about the Mert lap. I have. Oh, I do have Fantastic Beats, and where they find them, I'm gonna have to look it in in yeah, my. I just in my that's bookcase. what I went looking for, and they were of course in the chair right next to me. Here's the Arumpet. Okay. Oh, I got. The arumpet is. I sh- we should totally not be doing this. Is a huge gray <laughs> African beast of great power, weighing up to a ton. Might have been mistaken for a rhino at the distance. Had thick hide that repels most charms and curses. Huge sharp horn upon its nose and a long rope-like tail. Okay. They will not attack unless severely provoked or if you dump musk on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Mert Duly lap. Duly noted. 
That okay, I thought the little... Mertlet was a plant. No, the the Mertlet. I thought so too. Was a was the thing that bit Jacob. Uh, oh. yeah, and kind of, that kind of looked like it kind of looked like Squidworth or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> not Squidworth. This is just, it looks like a. This pink, is just getting funnier it looks and like funnier. A pink pine, uh, porcupine, okay. or hedgehog. No, you, did you have you ever seen Futurama? No. Yeah, once or twice. Okay, the guy that is like the squid dude. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he kind of looked like. Okay. So a mertlap is a rat-like creature found on coastal areas of Britain. It has a growth upon its back resembling sea anemones. So they did a really good job with this. When pickled and eaten, these mertlap growths promote resistance to curses and jinxes, though an overdose may cause unsightly purple ear hair. Mertlap eat crustaceans and the feet of anyone foolish enough to step on them. And then right underneath well, that's the Niffler. God, the Niffler was just adorable. And oh, the Mooncast. So the Mooncast were the ones with the great big eyes that Jacob feeds the pellets to. So okay, I'm going to have to read this and see if I can figure out what the, the last beast was. I got all the other beasts figured out, but that one. I want a m- Niffler. Well, no, I know. I probably don't. You don't. But it, yeah, it was the oh, most obnoxious Oh, it was so freaking cute. I want one. I do want one just because <laughs> I want one. Well, they need to make stuffed ones. They would be really cute stuffed. They hold yes. so yes. much. Yes, they, yes. They have those, um, I don't know what they are. Kind of like, they're almost like Japanese animation. They had a Niffler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a great Niffler on my Facebook page this morning doing something. I can't remember. And I like the bow trickle. Whose name I knew until just the second. Now I can't remember it. Mm-mm, I can't do. P- Picket. Picket. The bow truck. Picket. Picket. So. All right. Well, we should stop spoiling Mooney. Trisha. Mm-hmm. I hate to ask, but I haven't talked to you in months. What crazy <laughs> and weird, exciting thing have you done lately? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, my life went to hell in a hay basket for a little bit. Things are better. My- you're back. Yeah, they are better. Um, my parents both have cancer. Mom has stage one breast cancer. Dad has stage three esophageal cancer. Oh, yeah. My um, uncle just got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Yeah. Oh my God. They just went. <laughs> so they just they just did. Um, Mom just had to do radiation. Dad had to do radiation and chemo. Mom had it for four weeks. Dad was supposed to have it for six. So they did radiation together for a while, and then mom stopped and dad continued. And, and last week they said, hey, you don't have to do anymore. Um, the, the tumor is, is shrunk. So now they, now it's just the wait and heal. Mm-hmm. And then mom goes back in for a mammogram to make sure everything was fine. She has to heal up first because they burnt her a little bit. And then dad has to wait to heal for a little bit. Um, he will have to have his esophagus removed. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Yeah, so so that's been a little trying. And then during that time, I lost my job. Oh no! Yeah, I lost my job for about three weeks, and I got a new one. So I've been there for almost almost two months now. So I haven't. So I got a new job. So yeah, it's always been, like I said, it it's just it's been crazy. Yeah. 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 
It's nice yeah, so you have a company this... that works with you. Yeah, it, it 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 is nice. I know what I'm do. I I I feel better about myself. I know what I'm doing, and I mean, mm-hmm. it it was, you know what? I mean, yeah. At first, it w- when I lost a job. That's when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and then we he had to go in. My dad is 76 years old and never been never stayed in a hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he has been very. Like when he was little, he got his tonsils out, and they did it at home. <laughs> what? <laughs> my dad's old. And You're lived kidding? In, no, my dad's old and lived in in the sticks. <laughs> they did it at home. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, and so like they had the doctor that came to the house, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Oh, and so my dad. Okay. Okay. No, yeah, so it's dad, not like mom set him down and went, okay, you need your tonsils out. Come here, let me yank them out for you. They they yeah. sent a doctor out there. It was okay. just, I don't know. I was going to say. <laughs> and so, I mean, he, like, my dad never has stayed in the hospital. So this is my first time my dad ever staying in the hospital. We didn't know exactly what they were doing. They stretched out they stretched out his esophagus and all this uh, stuff. And then I had to deal with mom <laughs> It's, it was, like I said, it was, it was, it was good that I was able to be there mm-hmm. because my other job, they would, they wouldn't let me, I would have to take like a true vacation day and, and they wouldn't, they just were not very accommodating. So mm-hmm. that's too bad. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. doors close, but that's because they need to be yeah. open somewhere else. So it sounds like yeah. this yeah. worked out really well for you. Yeah, it yeah, did. I'm and glad everything worked out. Yeah. So am I. And it's. It, so no, it's just everything's cal- calming down, and so I'm like, okay, I've got this job. I've been it'll on on the it'll be sixty days on Dece- December third. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I just got um, paperwork for insurance. I had to get insurance gap insurance for mm-hmm. three months for all work and I didn't had to pay that. Oh, it was yeah, it's just been crazy and. And in that time, I did two half marathons. <laughs> Trisha, I'm working with this new huh. gal, and she runs marathons, too. She gets up early. before We have to be at work at 730. She gets up and runs 10 miles before she comes to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. I just yep. shake my head at her and go, why? Why do you do these things? And she says, so that I can eat chocolate, because I'm not allowed to eat chocolate unless I run. I'm like, I'd give up chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's mine's beer and wine. (laughs) I got I I I blew my whole budget on butter beer this month. Mm, Oh, you have it at um, Starbucks now? Yeah, no, that's too sweet. Mm. They I heard though that they make an iced one that might be okay, but they're pretty sweet. Yeah, I had one a couple years ago, and it was really, really freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stuff at Orlando was just, it was too sweet. I couldn't handle it. The the butter beer made by Reed is really good. Reed's the people that make the ginger beer. Mm, it's okay. just, it's okay. ginger it's ginger ale, but it's they call it ginger beer. Mm-hmm. And um, the butter beer is not real fizzy. It fizzes a little bit, but it's not too fizzy. And it's got this, this wonderful butterscotch taste to it. Mm. So. Speaking of butter beer, Trisha. Hmm. Somebody made butter beer literally with butter and beer. So it just sounds wrong to me. <laughs> I know. And everybody's posting the new butter beer pie on my wall this this week. What what the heck is butter beer pie? It's basically hmm. a chocolate cream pie, but instead of chocolate pudding, you use butterscotch pudding. 
So it's whipped. Okay, never mind. It's whipped cream, mm. and then you add pudding to it, butterscotch pudding okay. to it, and you put that in a pie shell. And then you mm-hmm. whip more cream, and you add marshmallow fluff to that, and you top it, and then you have butterbeer pie. Mm. We talked about making it for Thanksgiving, and then we mm-hmm. decided to make a, a pecan pie instead. That's what I'm making. Mm. Pecan so. pie. Well, and my brother yeah. sort of screwed us up, because my brother said, oh? let's not do Thanksgiving dinner. Let's go to the coast and spend the night and just go out for a restaurant. And Mama and I are like, uh-huh. cool, we don't have to cook. Awesome. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. make any plans. Saturday, he said, let's have Thanksgiving and not go out. So we're like, crap, now we got to order a turkey and we Well, wanna... couldn't you just convince him to go out? No. And there's nowhere here to go out. Mm. Although the local dive bar is having, is, is hosting a Thanksgiving potluck. They're making turkey and if you bring a side dish, you can come and eat. Nice. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. So mom said, okay, well, I want to do the turkey. She found this new recipe. And I said, well, we've got to call the butcher then and see if they'll cut up the turkey for us. So I called mm-hmm. and they're like, we're sold out. I'm like, crap. So then I called the next place and they're like, we're sold out too. And I'm like, oh man, we're in trouble. So then I called the third place and I'm like, do you still have any left? And he's like, yeah. So can you save one for me and can you do this with it? And he's like, sure. What time can you be here? I said, mom's leaving now, but we're in Scapoo, so it'll be an hour. So she had to drive in to, to get it. And, you know, she mm. was going to go get it on Tuesday, but by then they would have been completely gone. Mm. So. Yeah. I'm having duck for Thanksgiving this year. That's what you said. Yeah. yeah I don't know. What does the duck taste like? It's greasy. It, it, yeah. I was going to say it's, it can, it can be very greasy. Okay. That's all I know. Cause I don't know that I've ever eaten it, but I have. Never, I never have. It's good. I mean, it okay. is good, but it can, depending on how they prepare it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then somebody was saying that duck is all dark meat. Is that true? Because that's going to be a problem. Um, I don't know. It's a different, it's different. It's not... And I'm trying to imagine a duck because ducks, to me, are very small. They are and they're going to be yeah. three adults and one very small child. So I'm trying to imagine how oh, It's probably duck... more than one duck. Okay. Because I was going to say, I don't think a duck would feed three adults. It might. It could. It might be two ducks. Yeah. It mm. probably is more than one. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we call I've, my... had, I've had duck before. I, I've had wild turkey too. I like wild turkey. Mm. Mm. I like to find wild turkeys on my property, but or to see <laughs> them in the wild. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're, you were going to go kill them. <laughs> no, I don't kill them. We had a pheasant that used to live with us for a while too. But oh, really? Neighbor's dog. Christian just it. got a pheasant. Mm. He just he he went pheasant hunting. He mm. just got a pheasant. Are you cooking pheasant for Thanksgiving? No, he, he, I told him he has to make me a nice romantic dinner and have pheasant. Oh, pheasant under glass. Mm. I have no I idea know. what that's like either, but I don't know. It's something I know. <laughs> mm. So, but we should start this. So it's, yeah. it's only two hours on my text reader, so I don't think it'll last too, too long, but okay. what chapter are you on? We're starting nine. on chapter nine. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm good for a while. And we're going to 18. Okay, I got a question. Okay, yeah. Does anybody have any? I mean, I'm. I know I've been. I've been speed reading through this, but sometimes I'm having a hard time with her writing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, there are typos I know because even the text read, the readers picking up some stuff, and I'm like, what did that mean? No, it's not yeah. even the type. It was not even the type of like uh, when we get to that one. When we get to the one part, and I'm just kind of like, where the fuck did that come from? 
Okay. The last few chapters were kind of hard to get into, and not to mention, and I'll get to these in a couple chapters, with, but the author's notey stuff at the very top will, like, repeat. I just totally, I just totally And then there, there's no, well, half the time there's no line in between the author's note and the chapter, so I'm, I end up skipping a paragraph, or at the bottom, and I'm like, what the hell? Oh, that's an author's note. Okay, never mind. But, yeah, and it yeah, does repeat, because it copies. Yeah. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. What the heck? Why is it repeating and repeating? Yeah, but yeah, it does. Know. It is doing that. But that could be a okay. format thing. It might not even be anything that she's done. The author is a man. I repeat, the author is a man. Sorry, we didn't know that as we recorded this. I don't, I don't know. even know. But yeah, I, I did have some of it. I found it very hard to read. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just, the last couple chapters, I was just like, I, I can't. I don't even know what's going on because I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. But. Okay, okay, well, let's well, let's start. All right, for Friday, March third, this is episode two fifty two of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. There's something weird going on. I'm... Oh my! We need search and rescue for Skype. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, we've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. <laughs> You've got three now. <laughs> <laughs> What have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. I... You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> oh. And I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chamber? <laughs> Who dares into my chambers? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something. It totally needs to be cute. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snow cats. Awkward. Yeah, Google I have food Google is always food. Okay, Google food. I, have, I was having fun. Well, that's oh. always good, too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was going to say, I don't want to know what kind of fun you were having. (laughs) And that's all we're going to say about that because... (laughs) Because we don't want to know what you were doing. Thanks. Now you're just making it seem even worse. (laughs) You are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state, it's all. Doing the Ryan thing. Want to hear my stupid story? Yes. <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, "Do I have a story for you?" And I'm like, "Oh no." I'm sorry, I just broke a lot of memories, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit, me and my oversharing." <laughs> you do like to do that. She flews the headmaster's office, and Albus says, Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just... (laughs) (laughs) Because we were slightly off topic. Off topic? Us? Never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. And gave me some big brassy balls. Well, you know, <laughs> we have to have balls. That's what we do. I so I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Bloody Merlin's gal. 
fucking gargoyles. Okay. I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship podcast of the family of podcasts that is Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. And I'm Mooney. And today we are doing our second installment of Dudley's Dilemma by, and we don't know this name, we need Scott here, uh, Christicat? Krat? I don't know. Sorry. I know I I'm butchering know. it. Um, and we're going to be doing chapters 9 through 18. Oh, good. So I'm way ahead. You are way ahead. Yeah, you yeah, are. You're good. Woohoo! So, um, we left off last week. Uh, Harry and Ginny were supposed to be coming for dinner. Harry pops in, says, hey, there's Death Eaters. Let's see. The secret. Did he into a light pole? He does in a minute, yes. Okay. Or, or weird. a house or something. Yeah, something he, He's very it's, tired, apparently. You should not drive when you're tired, Harry. It's bad. Yeah, and I'm just like, mm. I'm like, Dudley, why don't you ask him just to stay and sleep? Yeah. Or tell him not to drive and just operate home. Now, see, that would have been a smart thing. I okay. would I would think operating would be dangerous, too, while you're tired. You could, like, splint yourself. That's, That's true. true. Or flu. Yeah, I don't think can't. Dudley's house is connected to the flu. Yeah. Okay. Miss Maggie is, is being naughty out there. I keep coming home and she's on the roof and I got her down, but I couldn't get her in. And now mom's out there calling her again. We got Jack in, but we can't find Maggie. She's probably out in the chicken coop. She's been hunting. She's, she's very funny. So, all right. So Harry got, he got pulled away because the Death Eaters secret keeper had been killed. And so they got somebody to turn, uh, basically state's evidence on where the, safe house was and so they were running out there to fix it and so Dudley and family are now worried sick that something terrible is going to happen to Harry and that's how we start so they have dinner that was planned and made for a whole bunch of them but now they're just worried about Harry and even Sarah who's fairly young doesn't you know knows that something's bad and serious here oh excuse me that yawn snuck up on me and Dudley is very different yes yes this is a very different Dudley yeah and you know he he doesn't know much about Voldemort and what happened so in his imagination things are going crazy Voldemort was really powerful so there must be lots of Death Eaters and maybe Harry could be we don't know how many there are that's true honestly and there's a loud crash and Harry flew to the window and sees Harry's car with one of his headlights crunched in the neighbor's tree Mm -hmm. okay that's just, uh, I mean, I'm thinking, drunk driver, how can no one else hear it? And Harry just, like, kind of backs up, and he does a little reparo thing, and everything everything's fine. And Dudley goes out there and hugs him. Mm-hmm. So undoubtedly like. Well, they're friends in this, and they've been getting along really, really well. And and he changed a bit, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm just kind of like, I this mean, I know. what the love of a good woman will do for you, Tricia. <laughs> Well, Sue, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love women. This is what the the love of a good man would do for you. No, I'm kidding. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Trisha doesn't like women the way I like women. Let's keep it at that. Okay, we'll keep Uh, it going there. I I I I have a really good friend. I love her to death. She's considerably older. She is, le- she is a lesbian. She goes, 
she looks at me, she goes, oh, Trisha, you remind me when I was young and stupid. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not sure how to take that. Because I just think, oh, that's stupid. And then I kind of, then I looked at my friend, I go, does this mean when I turn 58, I'm going to be a lesbian? She's like, I don't think so, Trisha. I'm like, okay, I just wanted to make sure because my reminder of her when she was young and stupid, I just didn't know how it was going to end up. <laughs> well, hopefully, like death, hopefully but... you'll, you'll be old and smart. I hope so. Instead of young and stupid. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm not that young anymore. Well, here, oh, this will stuff. make you feel young. My grandfather turned 93 yesterday. Aww. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And my parents are on a cruise, so they abandoned him. And and my aunt went and took him out to lunch. And he said, yeah, we, we took a couple of those girls with us. And I said, well, I saw the pastor in the pictures. And he said, yeah, he came too. He's a good guy. So, because grandma just passed. So, apparently mm. they picked up some women from the church and they all went out to lunch. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Those girls. Well, he probably loved it. Yeah. That's cute. And he's been retired for a really long time, but his he he's a fix-it kind of guy. And he builds just the most beautiful woodwork stuff. And so, mm. he's got all of these customers that he he works for the... The local bagel shop, and he refurnishes, and he builds them shelves and bagels. all that stuff. And they pay him in bagels. And then, oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome! And then he works for the local donut shop, and he works for. So he told him all he's quitting. He's retired, and he's not so, doing no so, more work. So basically, your grandpa gets paid in doughy things with holes in the middle. Yes, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> And they all love him to pieces. The the bagel lady called. Uh, that just makes me feel really weird to say because we're Papua. But the bagel yeah. lady called the other day and said, "You need to come by. I bought you a turkey for Thanksgiving." So he <laughs> went and picked up a turkey. He doesn't know what he's going to do with it. It's going in the freezer till my mom gets home. Oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of bagels, so I think I finally understood the the the, the Papua bagel reference when watching a particular West Wing episode about a week ago. Okay. Is that what that bagel is that what bagel is from or is it from something else? I have no idea what bagel is. Well, bagel it, is when an overaged person is showing an interest in a young person. Now, whether that came from West Wing or not, I don't know, but knowing Ryan probably. Well, because in the West Wing it was some kind of, oh, the word was recession and nobody wanted to say it, so they called it a bagel. So I was thinking that maybe it was referring to something that nobody wants to talk about, but mm. I, I couldn't remember the context in Pufa, but okay. Yeah, the, I, I know that's what it's for in Pufa, but I don't, mm. don't know. Mm. I'm still up calling Maggie. This is very bad. Oh, oh dear. She's usually really good. She comes right away, so she's got to be trapped somewhere. Oh, dear. She was on the roof when I came home, so she can't be locked in the garage. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know why the neighbors didn't hear Harry crash, but it was midnight. They were all asleep. Probably, yeah. Everything always happens at midnight. Mm-hmm. And, I know. I was just kind of like, yeah. yeah. And Harry took a, a couple of good curse. Well, he took a vomiting hex, and so his stomach's really sore because he's been puking. Ugh. King, just Poor I can't imagine. That has to be. That has to hurt. Yeah, that's just Hard. awful. Yeah. I mean, I remember being having the dry heaves. You're like, oh, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on one second. I'm gonna have to yell at Auric. Okay. Auric, bed. Okay, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Who me? Yes. 
<laughs> and he's like, okay, he's, he's usually pretty good about that. <laughs> so we find out there were a couple of deaths, one on the, the uh, bad guy side and one on the good guy side. And the bad guy was Greyback, so there we go. Mm, I don't see anything bad about that. Mm-mm. But no. uh, Ron, Ron, no. is, Ron <clears throat> is now a softie with health, health selves, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, <laughs> I'm head-desking over here. I'm like, stupid typical Gryffindor to go barreling into things. Yeah, well, he true. couldn't let him get hurt. Hermione would have killed him. I know that, but it's... Uh, mm. Self-preservation, man. Yeah. Y'all don't have it. No. None whatsoever. It's a I miracle do. the entire house is still alive at the rate they're going. <laughs> so, Harry apologizes again for missing dinner, and Dudley says, well, let's try next Thursday. I'll check with Kate and make sure that's okay. And... I'll wake her up, and Harry's like, no, I'll just come back in the morning. Don't worry about it. Okay, the thing is, why is Harry going to see Dudley? He could just, like, send a note and say, hey, I'm fine. Because if I was Jenny, I would kill him. I'm like, hello, I'm more important than your freaking cousin Dudley. Well, but it's one thing. Go ahead. To be like, here's a note, I'm fine. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you had, like, in the final battle, I'm sure some of the students had parents at home who were going spare because they're like, oh, my God, my kid. And then, you know, they send a Patronus or whatever home. And, you know, it's it's one thing to be like, I get this note from my kid and be like, I'm fine to be like, my kid's right in front of me. You're whoever the heck relative. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Harry, knowing that Dudley he and Dudley are closer than canon, is probably like, Dudley's probably worried sick. I'm just going to make sure that he doesn't, like, you know pace a hole in the floor or like go on a rampage trying to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be like, Ginny, I'm okay. I'm going to go see Dudley and then come home. You right. know? And the author's note in the next chapter says, I'm sorry. Last chapter, there was confusion after Harry returned from the mission. He went to Ginny, comforted her, assured her he was okay. And then realized Dudley must be worrying. So he drove over and then he left because he thought Ginny might start worrying again. It wasn't that he didn't go home first or that he went to Dudley first. Oh, uh, okay. He I did didn't go read, see. Oh. I know, you didn't I read the author's note. I never read author's notes. Yeah, I rarely <laughs> no. read author's notes. How far away, it, okay, where, do, where, where does Harry, where, where do Harry and Ginny live? Do we know that? Because is he, is it like an hour drive? To, I'm just trying to imagine, like, I he, has don't a, know. Was, he has a wizarding car. It's kind of like the, it's probably like the night bus. That like jumps. Oh, okay. mm, that could be. Hang on just a minute. I'm gonna go holler at my mom, and I'll be right back. And this is what happens when I leave them alone. <laughs> and then there were two. Two little, two little poof ones sitting on the tree, <laughs> <laughs> or bouncing on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama came in. That's what you get for bouncing in the bed. <laughs> Yeah, I went there. That would make some nice haunted house noises. Uh-huh. Now, if Sue just, like, starts screaming, that would be awesome. Oh, my goodness, the last thing we need. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll be calling 911. She'll, she'll come back, and she'll be like, oh, my God, there was, like, a huge possum, or, like, a, like a, I don't know. <laughs> they don't have alligators over there. Like, a, like a... <laughs> I don't think there's alligators over there. It's too cold. I'm sorry. I just, I had a party. I just had, like, one of those Lulu Row party. I don't know. They're clothing. And I had a big thing of hummus. Well, there was just a big recall of hummus now. 
Oh, dear. Yeah, and I served it at my party. I haven't told anybody yet because I'm a little afraid to tell anybody. <laughs> well, as long as nobody gets sick, you should be fine. Yeah. It's just like dysentery or something. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Oh, Sam's going to go back this and go, they're talking about dysentery. Oh, speaking of dysentery. So have <laughs> you seen, have you seen, um, uh, Star Kids Oregon Trail musical? I've seen a little bit of that. Oh. oh, it's awesome. So at the beginning of it, they have like five characters or however many there are, and they have the audience pick names. Which are terrible and names. I know. But one, names. Of, one time, one time the little girl's name was dysentery. And so they're going, they're, they're doing the Oregon Trail thing and they're like, oh my God, grandpa died of dysentery. And dysentery, the little girl is like, oh my God, grandpa, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh dear. It was fantastic. I'm sorry. I had to rescue the cat off the roof. That's okay. I thought you said the, okay. She we, usually we comes down. Interest, so you, you wait till you hear, hear what we were talking about. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> there was a nice song too. Oh, I missed a song. <laughs> you missed yeah. a song. I feel like Ryan in the Blue Moon episode. Blue, no, it wasn't the Blue, Blue Moon, Moon episode. It was the uh, the one where they sang the the Texas one. The stars at night yeah, I don't remember the rest. Think about perfume. Oh. Okay. Okay. We're way off course. So Harry doesn't show up the following Saturday, and but they come for dinner, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sarah's making her own wizarding history and acting it out for Kate and Dudley, and she <laughs> she like casts a dancing fairy spell, a fairy dancing spell on herself with her imaginary wand, and, and Kate's going on and on. I don't think it's sunk in yet. I was disappointed because I wanted to hear more of the story. And, you know, to me, it's just a story, a really big, unlikely story. But I'm, you know, slowly, it's slowly sinking in that Dustin's going to Hogwarts soon. And, you know, when you were, when I met you in Penzance, you were in the Witness Protection Program. Okay. Wait, is Penzance a real place? Apparently. Yeah, but the first the first thing I thought of was, are there pirates? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I can't believe well, see, you guys weren't singing I, I pirate thought... songs while I was gone. I shall live and die a pirate king. No, I thought they were. I thought that they were. Ta- initially, she and Dudley met when they went to go see the show. Like I wasn't. It yeah. wasn't computing that Penzance was a place, and so I'm sitting there going, <laughs> "Dudley went to the theater. What? I know Penzance Wikipedia. Okay. Um. So this is pretty much how he how he met her. It was at a diner, and mm-hmm. he saw. Okay, this is where I got. This is when I started getting confused because I thought she came in. Then I find out that she was working there, but then he was getting with an, he had another old lady that waited on him, and then she took a break, and then that's how she met him. But okay. at first I thought she was another customer. I was so confused. No, he, he saw her, and she was waiting tables, and he was all, he was like dumbstruck because she was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. 
And then no, it says like at the beginning of this, he was like he wasn't the most beautiful person she'd ever. Or wait, just uh, my pronouns. Uh, okay, um, so he he felt something for her that he'd never felt before. And although she wasn't probably the most beautiful shut. thing that he'd ever seen, to him, she was, like, the most beautiful thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, she was the most charming. That was it. I was trying to do this for me. Wait, 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 wait. Can we go Nor back to Penzance? she the most charming. What, what, Mooney? Can we go back to Penzance? Is it real? Um, yeah. It, it had latitude and longitude, but I couldn't quite understand it, so I just turned it back off again. But, yeah, there's okay. there's a place called Penzance. Okay. So she lives in the village and she's the waitress and he's all excited. She's coming towards him and he's trying to remember what he was going to order, but he's all tongue tied. And then from behind him, the other waitress, this grumpy old woman waitress asks him what he wants. And then he's like, Oh, so he sort of deflates because he was really hoping that Kate was going to wait on him, but she, he wasn't in her section. If you're a waitress or a waiter, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so, then, but his waitress decided she needed a smoke break, and so then Kate got to come and clear his dishes. So then he drudged up enough nerve to talk to her. You know, speaking of this witness protection thing, it's not entirely wrong. I mean, technically, it yes. Says, mm-hmm. He says it's in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Cornwall. Where's that? In it's on the little tail end of England, on the south. Okay. Okay. South down. It's like the little so, peninsula. Okay. The peninsula okay. area. Mm-hmm. And if he was really in witness protection, he wouldn't have been allowed to tell her that he was. But he really was True. in witness protection. He just was in witness protection from Voldemort rather than, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So then he confesses. He feels bad because this is the really the only lie he's ever told her. But it really wasn't a lie. It, it wasn't really... exactly a lie. Yeah. But he feels I'm like glad. It. Okay. Okay, I'm glad I'm not a Slytherin perspective here and being like, it wasn't a lie. It wasn't like... <laughs> I mean, he kind of wasn't protect- witness protection. Mm-hmm. It's not like the... It's not muggle witness protection. Right. It was Order right. of the Phoenix witness protection. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but... And, and they spent some time together and got to know each other. He was there for a month before he had to leave. And she didn't really believe or let herself believe he was leaving until he did. And so she gave him her phone number and he kept it and then got in touch with her later. And so he has to confess to her that he was never actually in witness protection. And she looks shocked and he says, well, I was on the run from Voldemort. And she's like, well, definitely that's more, more dangerous than witness protection. So don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. Well, not really. I mean, if you've got the mafia after you, then. I know. <laughs> well, Voldemort is the wizard mafia. So. Yeah, Lord Voldemort, a.k.a. Tom Ruddle. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, so that's when he decides, you know what, maybe Harry should tell the story really how about Voldemort, because he doesn't know too much. I mean, he knows, no. but he doesn't. Right. Yeah. Is it just me, or does it, a muggle telling another muggle about Voldemort just sound absolutely absurd? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't get the name right, he doesn't know, and... He yeah. called him Voldy Shorts. He called him Voldy Shorts. That's what we call him, so that works. Oh, yeah. Sunday evening comes, Harry comes in, he uh, was supposed to come over, he knew he was supposed to come over, but he, he didn't have the energy, or didn't couldn't think of anything to tell him, so he dropped by on Sunday. 
said he was still coming Thursday night for dinner, and so that's it. Oh, he calls to apologize. Mm. And then the week was normal, except that Sarah started daycare a few hours a day in the little building down the street. And she's so cute. And Dudley has to smile. He's such a proud daddy. And Sarah's learning all about autumn and fall. I want to know if they taught her to stand an egg on the end on the first day of fall. That's always my favorite thing to teach the kids, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Does it work? You can do it on the first day of fall and the first day of spring. Does it really work? I can do it. Yeah, I can do it almost any day of the year, but most oh. uh, most people can do it on the first day of fall and the first day of spring. I told my brother Why? about it, and he was like, that doesn't work, and he had like 10 eggs in, in the house, and he had yeah. eight of the 10 standing before I left. So Duly noted. It's a fun thing to do. I have photos yeah. somewhere. Hmm. Basically, what's happening is that the, I don't know, the sun is moving from one hemisphere to the other hemisphere or something like that. Yeah. It causes a gravitational distortion and you can stand an egg up for 24 hours hmm. on its end. Huh. I'm going to remind okay. me of that. Okay. Me too. So anyhow, that's what I, that's what I do in, in the autumn. But then the second thing that happens is Vernon and Petunia visit and they have a pretty mm-hmm. good time except for that there's a copy of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe laying out on the coffee table and mm, that's bad. Well, for crying out loud. I know. It's a book. But there you go. And Kate's not as concerned on the dinner party as she was on the birthday party. So she's, this gal, man, she takes her cooking seriously and don't get in her mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So. Tell the truth. If she wants to cook for me, I am all for it. Mm-hmm. I hate cooking. So. <laughs> I like to eat. I just don't like to cook. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I enjoy cooking when I have time for it. When I yeah. do cook, I don't want to eat anything. Oh, that's just sad. Yeah. You're like Mooney. When Mooney podcasts with us, she won't listen to the podcast. I that's different. <laughs> <laughs> no, did we skip the part where Kate was all, you know, Dudley knows how to manipulate people? And I'm like, Dudley lives to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that part. Something about why she, he should go into the insurance business. I forget. What, uh, never mind. <laughs> but, okay, 20 minutes later... The doorbell rings. Okay, what was wrong with Harry's outfit? What? Where are we? Now I'm, now I'm oh, lost. So, I'm lost. Well, here we go. So Dudley all of a sudden has this fear that Harry and Clan might think that it's a formal meal and Dudley's wearing oh. flannels. So he hopes they don't show up in suits because he's in his flannels. But when he opens the door, Harry's in a golf shirt. So all is well. <laughs> okay. I was all confused there because I'm like, he's in a golf shirt. Was the golf shirt like like bright gold or something i was i don't know why i was just like yeah you missed you missed the uh the part where dudley was in flannel okay so we have albus and lily and lily of course is still really young and albus goes off with sarah and sarah's like okay you can come with me but you can't do this and this and this because those were the things that james did when he went to play with her and she didn't like (laughs) what he did to her dolls so james is a pest yeah uh, it kind of seems like um, Sarah's a little bit of a control freak. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she, they do call her bossy. Yep. Yeah, they do. I'm not so, bossy. Just want you to do what, what I don't want you to do what he did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is James supposed to have red hair? Yes. He does. Yes, and Al's, Al's is the only one with black hair. Al's the one that looks like Harry. Yes. All right. I listened to that today and went, I'm confused. 
But then I thought, all right, maybe I am confused. So, okay, that's good. And Does she have blue or brown eyes? I can never remember. I think she has brown eyes, but I don't know. Okay. I'm not good at eyes. Sarah and Dustin have been reading. They're avid readers, these two kids. We've got to love that about them. But they, they I'm just wondering. Them. Yeah, I love when I like. I mean, Delby's like, please shoot their mind. <laughs> I know. Because that's the only thing I kept on thinking the whole part of time. I'm like, really? They're his? Yeah. So the, Harry, will you tell Kate about Voldemort and your story? And Harry's like, well, it's not a very good story, and you know, it shows you in a really bad light. So are you really sure about this? And he says, yeah, I I will try to make it not so frightening for the kids and stuff. And uh, Ginny has to, brings in and says, I'm going to let Lily run around for a bit and I'm going to go help your wife. And Kate comes in with the soup and she's experimented a little bit because she, she is a true cook. She likes to experiment and taste and do all this stuff. So that's cool. And James isn't real sure about the soup. But he ends up eating three helpings, so it must be better than he thought it was going to be. Uh, Ginny leans over and says, hey, Dudley, do you think Kate would mind if I make a, a suggestion? And Dudley's like, no, she likes to improve. And she says, Kate, instead of garlic, have you ever thought of, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> and Kate's like, what? And she's like, well, what I'm thinking of is a wizarding ingredient. And Kate's like, really? There's wizarding ingredients? Can, can yeah. I use them? <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine boomslang skin because you I know. know. Holy Jesus. And I'm just like, I, 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 mm. but yeah. I mean, there must be stuff like that that you can cook with. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And, and later we find out they have, uh, I want to say pixie honey. I'm not sure that's right, but some sort of honey. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Some, yeah. There's um, some kind of honey. And so I'm sure there's different things, and there's all the herbs and things like that that they grow. Well, yeah, the herbs, yeah, 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 definitely. So, I, yeah, I'm sure that there's different things. The uh, text reader had a field day with TV, CDs, and DVDs, because, hmm. um, of course, Arthur wants to know how DVs work. Nobody knows what a DV is, but, oh, well. But I love Dudley because... I was going to say, did we have DVDs back then? But then I realized this isn't immediately post-canon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he got the user's guide for the television and sent that home. <laughs> I love that. Arthur's going to just adore <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, you know, they they talk and Harry and Dudley say, ah, oh, this was a good meal. We should remember this for a long time. And then they're like, hey, we should take a picture. And Which I, okay. I know this is where this is where he's this is being where it manipulative. Gets weird. Yeah, yeah. So Dudley has been having a hard time coming up with some new ads, so he decides he's going to get a picture of Harry and run the ads in the wizarding communities, the part wizarding communities. Okay. He's doing okay. this without telling Harry, which I I'm know, like, I know, this drove me crazy. Harry's okay, going to no, have no, a no, 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 no. fit. No, no, no. I did what? not like that at all. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I was like, that's, that's, I don't even know what the legal term is, but it's not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, and the thing is, and I'm like, and then I'm reading the other chapters and I'm like, why didn't Harry just throw a massive hissy fit? I know. I know. I don't understand why Harry didn't throw a massive hissy fit in this. He's way too forgiving in this. He, 
I mean, I know he's older and I know he's mellowed, but now he's got the, well, in a minute we'll find out about this, but the, the reporters are following him again and. Of course. All that stuff. And it's just like, what is going on? So Dudley takes this picture in and he talks his boss into running this picture as an, with an ad. And it's just him shaking hands with Harry with a little logo. And it says basically, we'll take care of you personally. Any that ju- that just sounds so creepy and so not the way I think they want it to sound. It sounds like the euphemistic, you know, go take care of them we'll kind of take care of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right into the bottom of the cement pit. I know. I was just like, I think you might want to rephrase that because it's creeping me out. <laughs> but they so then they, they get in in these half wizard half Muggle towns that Harry has told him about, and it's simply a poster. How do you know which ones? Well, because Harry's talked to him about him, so he's remembered them, because this Dudley apparently has a really good memory, which I guess apparently. Canon Dudley could okay. too. So does Dudley do insurance, or he's just the he's just the he's marketing the, for, he's for the this marketing for the insurance company? Okay, because I was really confused. <laughs> so all of these wizards start showing up at the average, at the insurance, you know. And, you know, the, the boss thinks it's Barry Potter or whatever his name is. And he's, he's really popular with some strange kind of cult, cult. I mean, who goes around carrying these giant gold coins? Okay, hold it. If people they're, showed they're up with giant statute secrecy, they're yes. breaking the statute. How are people not getting arrested? I, the ministry's just not paying attention. No. And Harry should be the one doing the arresting. He's the dog on horror. And well, he that, just kind of grins and shrugs it off. Yeah, it's just, that just seems really, really weird. Okay, yeah, I didn't like that, and it was like, no, flying heck. So Harry shows up, pulls in the driveway, looks out the window furtively, opens the door, creeps to the front door, Dudley opens it, Harry steps in, quickly closes the door, Dudley's like, what's going on? And then Harry's like, dude, that ad and the recent capture of the Death Eaters has caused me all kinds of problems. And Dudley's like, ooh, I'm so sorry. I didn't expect this much. And he's like, well, it's no trouble, which is totally not a hairy thing to say. No. Yeah. But, yeah, the press, press is usually trying to follow me around, but this is even bigger than normal. So, and then I've got little Fred in hysterics and, and George saying, hey, that kid with the big tongue didn't turn out so bad after all. <laughs> and so, but then Dudley turns to the the whole thing serious when he says, are you going to start your story today? And so he starts to tell the story, but he doesn't tell it about himself. He just tells it about this random wizard. And he tells him it's going to take quite some time to tell the story, but Mm -hmm. he's telling about how, you know, 20 years ago there was this boy and his parents were killed when he was a baby and he lived with his aunt and uncle and cousin. And they were all very mean to him. And Sarah's like, I don't like those people very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dudley feels this punch in the stomach kind of a thing. Uh, and Harry's like, well, the cousin was just spoiled and he learned from his parents, so it's okay. And so there's, you know, one day they went to the zoo, but something happened. And anyhow, he learned that he could talk to snakes and these funny things were happening. And then there was a letter and he messed up and he said Uncle Vernon, but neither Sarah or Dustin realized it was Grandpa Dursley, so that was all right. And then they drop him off at the train station, and now Dudley starts to pay attention more because he hasn't heard anything beyond this. And we find out about mm. uh, Hogwarts and 
stuff like that. And then he talks about, you know, the fear of the boy and the mirror and all of that stuff. And Dudley's like, whoa. And then he's like, I got to go home now. And Sarah's like, but, but tell us more. Shahrazad. Like, I got a question. Okay. How long, okay. If Harry's coming in once a week, how long is he staying? A couple, couple three hours. Shane's like he's like staying all day, and you think he's working all week, and on weekends he has three kids. I'm sorry if I was Jenny, he's going he's going over Dudley's every, every week. I'd be kind of like a little bit more mad at him. I think well, yeah. that. I mean, we could tell the story of the first year in a couple hours. So I think yeah. he's only there for a couple hours in the evening. But yeah, Jenny's gonna bat bogey hex him one of these days, and then he's gonna be in mm-hmm. trouble. But that's just—I mean, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Especially, it sounds like she has a handful with all those kids too. <laughs> Especially with James, I'm gonna strangle him just hearing about him. Oh, he's a brat, that James kid. Yeah. So he's not good. So the author's note says he's not gonna get into deep descri- descriptions each week. If you want to know more about it, what Harry tells the Dursleys, there's some really great books that describe it more in depth. I thought that was really good. <laughs> that's that pretty good. Mm-hmm. So there's lots going on. The leaves are falling from the trees. The snow's not quite there yet, but it's cold. And <laughs> speaking of cold, the temperature has dropped here. We're like, man, it's freezing. It's, I think it's cold enough to snow. How cold is it? 48? Like 48, that's <laughs> warm. How can we're freezing to death? <laughs> so it feels much colder than it actually is outside. But, uh, Dudley's busy with work because the, you know, all these wizards have come in, but now it's starting to slow down a little bit. And his boss is like, these people are crazy. They're calling and they're popping in and asking about rules and regulations. Don't they know they could just like use the phone? Dudley's like, yeah, most of them don't have phones. (laughs) He doesn't say it out loud, but that's what he's thinking. And, uh, they do, you know, have a good policy and they really do take care of their customers. So the world of word of mouth is, is going really well. I'm sorry, Mooney, you're cutting in and out. So I know you said something, sorry. but I didn't hear it. Yeah. You still don't have like, good muggle relations and people are, oh God. And Harry, what? go ahead. Oh, this, yeah, this is the bit where they're talking about owls. I was like, guys, guys, statues of secrecy. Like one day people are, <laughs> it's going to end badly. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Yeah. So Harry comes back and he tells of the next adventures of fighting the basilisk and and he's like only two years older than Dustin and how could he have done something like that and you know smelt smeltings was never this exciting. <laughs> no, Dudley just beat the crap out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then- flush their heads down the toilet. Kate gets a cold, and she refuses to cook because she doesn't feel well, and besides, if she cooks, then she'll spread her cold to everybody else. So she does give uh, Dudley one of her custom easy-to-make recipes, and he gets right to work cutting up vegetables and, and getting ready to cook, which I love. I love it that Dudley has learned to cook because that was not anything that we would have thought Dudley would learn how to do. No. So, And then Dustin comes in and says... Is Harry the boy from the story? And Dudley says, what makes you ask? And he says, well, for starters, the boy saved Ginny from the basilisk, and he's married to a girl named Ginny. And Dudley's like, there's lots of girls named Ginny. And he's like, yeah, that sounds lame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Harry didn't quite think this through. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's also Harry. you got to think about that. Mm-hmm. That's That's true. Yeah. And he talks about George, and Harry's got a George in his life, and... 
the boy is always annoyed because everyone wants to see his scar and and sometimes you can see this scar on him and 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 then when he told us about what Ron said and Dudley's like, Okay, okay, you're right, it's him. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> you're very clever to have figured it out. Um, I'm surprised it took him this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. And then so you're the cousin and, and Dudley's like, Yes, I am I'm not proud of it. And he's forgiven me and things have changed, so it's okay. And then we get Dudley's perspective on how good of a storyteller Harry is because he explains his emotions at the exact moment the story he's telling. Dear God, Harry explaining his emotions. I know it. Oh, this is freaking not canon. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, so we get to hear about Sirius Black and that everybody was afraid of him and then, and Harry only tells, you know, what he knows when he finds out that Sirius Black is his godfather and that he's after him and, or, you know, all this stuff. And then when they find out at the end that he really was a good guy and he was framed, Sarah and Kate are genuinely surprised. And Harry, Dudley pulls Harry aside and says that, you know, uh, Dustin's figured it out. And Harry's like, well, it was bound to happen. Well, yeah, especially with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the very best storyteller in the whole world. Sorry to tell you about Harry, but... And then we uh, have have Vernon, who has a bad case of gout. And he can only eat rabbit food. Poor Vernon. Bah. Mm-hmm. And and then Harry comes and tells them about Cedric's death. And once he leaves, Sarah begins to cry, and and she's like, "I'm scared. I'm scared that Voldemort will come and hurt that boy." And there's nothing Dudley can say to her besides it's Harry and he's fine. So don't worry about it. And they don't want to say that yet. So well, can't they tell him Voldemort's dead? Maybe. That would be logical. Mm -hmm. Be more suspense. Be more suspenseful and torture the poor girl. (laughs) Yeah, but the kid's freaking out like she needs. Oh, God. Yeah. So Harry gets a heads up and stuff and he comes in and. Sarah's grim and solemn, but she's ready. And this time his story talks about the great summer in which, well, not great, memorable summer in which he and Dudley are attacked by Dementors. And Sarah and Dustin gasp because they've already been attacked by Dementors too, so they remember all of this. Mm. And then they talks about that terrible woman, Umbridge, and Dustin notices, well, Dudley notices that I will not tell lies on Harry's hand. Nitpicking here, it's supposed to be, I think, I must not. Or I forget, is it? I must not tell lies. Yeah, I is it? Yeah, it, was it wasn't well. <laughs> and so the story's sad and and stuff, but and you know he tells about Sirius dying and everything, and it's sad and scary, but it ends on a hopeful note. Poor Sirius. So poor Padfoot. And Sarah's decided that Luna's the best character and wants to know if she can meet her someday. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. I know. Well, I want to see okay, her. that explains. Okay, that explains one of the things that later on when he goes, she's very Luna-like, and I'm like, where the hell did the Luna come from? I skipped over that. So, all right, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, that took one of my um, little beefs away because I was like, where the hell did Luna come from? So that's my own fault. Okay. For skimming, for skimming this too fast. <laughs> I know. I, I skimmed too, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you too. Sarah wants to know if Albus can come over and play. So they get out, they, they arrange a play date and Sarah and Albus have hit it off. 
these two are peas yeah, in I a can pod, imagine. and they're having a really good time. Well, like I say, it's too bad she wasn't there when Albus actually goes to Hogwarts and he doesn't become Mr. Freak Show. Mm-hmm. I know. Poor kid. Yep. So then they get to the the next year, and this story's lighter, and some of it's downright funny. Everybody laughs at, at Ron and his exploits with Lavender. <laughs> and Sarah applauds when the boy finally kisses Ginny. But, so did the rest of us, kid. Yeah, I know. I know. We're like, yeah. And, and then, then it was like, that was it. I'm like, you could have been a little bit more descriptive, Joe. We want <laughs> nope. something more. Nope, no, nope, no nope. sunlit nights or days or whatever the hell it was. And then we, perhaps several sunlit days later. Yeah. Oh, shit. Kill off well, Dumbledore. she does get a little bit more descriptive when she's talking about Harry and Ginny stealing kisses in dark corridors. Yeah, I guess so. there you go. She just wasn't ready to write that kind of stuff yet. Well, she's made plenty of implications. Mm-hmm. She's like Melinda. They can get to a certain point, but that's as far as they can go. Oh, bullshit! I read her other books. Man, believe me, I was just like, holy shit, this is <laughs> just <straight from rolling." laughs> if, if, Ron, if Ron hadn't interrupted Harry and Ginny in Deathly Hallows, I'm sure it would have gone further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it hadn't already, which part of me assumes it has. You know, I'm going off to war. I made my people last time. <laughs> I'll never, never feel boobies ever again. Oh, dear. Oh, God. That's so funny. I ran into a lady the other day. So when I first started working at Head Start, like 15 years ago, we had this little kid, and he was at the easel, and he had both hands in the paint, and he was just rubbing circles, round and round in circles. And we said, what are you doing? Uh, On the paper. On the paper. And he said, I'm making my mommy's boobies. And I ran into that mom at the store the other day. She said, I still laugh at that story. I said, oh, that's not the best one. The best one was the day that the teacher's husband came over and he brought his two wiener dogs with him. And the child went home and said, hey, mom, guess what? Teacher's husband has two wieners. Well, let me tell you, we got phone calls for that one. And we're like, two wieners? What are they talking? Oh, the wiener dogs. Yeah, yeah, they're dachshunds. Dachshunds, people. They're called dachshunds. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the mother didn't like question the kid further, just to be like, "Are you are you really talking about what I think you're talking about, or are no. we like?" He planted a tree, you know. I, oh yeah, wiener dogs. Got it. It was true. He brought two wieners with him. They were wiener dogs, but you know. Oh my goodness! Out of the mouths of babes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. Or told told a, a nun that he was going to throw her in the in the firebox to start the choo-choo. Oh, that was yeah. nice of him. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of looked at him and I'm like, oh my God, you just told him none of this. You're so going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, a nun, she's been around kids so much. She goes, oh, kids say such darn things. And I'm just looking at my son and going, you just told you what I'm burning nuns. <laughs> uh, they're so much fun, these kids. Oh. Uh, okay, so Dumbledore dies, Bill's attacked by the werewolf, and Snape's supposed to make the right choice and not kill Dumbledore. None of these things happen. No. But Harry manages to end the story with an event that is sad but not horrifying. The funeral so- service sounded really beautiful. 
Yeah, but this still it's a funeral. <laughs> a downer ending if I ever heard one. No, no. Oh, yeah. So then Ginny calls, and she talks a little loud into the phone, but that's okay. And uh, Very Ron-like. Mm-hmm. She tries to give Kate a piece of paper with information by pushing it in the holes of the receiver. That doesn't quite Okay, how did, how did Harry not explain the, the felly tone to her yet? I yeah, don't really. know. But they're having a party, and they want Sarah, or... Uh, Wait, can they not connect their house to the flu? Because they're wizards, right? It's not like Harry doesn't have pull. Yeah, and it's not like they wouldn't figure out how to use it, especially since the last time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, the thing is, they said that muggles can't use the flu. Yeah, Yeah. but they're not muggles. Well, Dudley and Well, the kids are. are, Well, I know, but, but, but like, I mean, okay, that makes no sense. Because if, if, if a muggle can take their wizarding kid to diagon alley and see it and see platform nine and three quarters, why the devil can't they use the flu? Well, I think though that there's like Enough. a special it, charm or something that they give them because they can see that. So where was I? Th- well, cause like Ginny could come through the flu and get whatever the heck and you know, mm-hmm. but it's felly tones instead. I don't know. Do they not have? We just I, gotta go. We just gotta say, hey, this is how the this is how because the blood says out. so. Yep. Yes. There you go. Do they have cell cell phones yet? What year is it? Two thousand something. It's, they probably do. Harry's twenty years yeah. old, or a little over twenty years old. So I don't know. Don't ask me to do math. So nineteen eighty. So two thousand. So, so two thousand something. Close, but not yet. Wait, no, it can't be. It can't be twenty because if James is like. Six or four or something. No, 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 no. He'd be like twenty-five-ish. Okay. No, a little bit older than that. So it'd be like two thousand five. Yeah. No, they had cell phones back then. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That makes sense. Yeah, they do. Although I'm trying to imagine explaining a a cell phone to a a wizard. (laughs) Like, so you have this thing in your hand and you can you hold it and talk to it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) It, It wouldn't go over well. I'm sure. No. Well, they'll say how, how it works, and kind of, you just look at them. It's called FM. I mean, like, what's FM? It's called fucking magic, okay? Get, get used true. to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know. That's yeah, an, I learned something new tonight. Thank you, Trisha. You're welcome. <laughs> if anybody goes, how's it work? You can say FM. Mm-hmm. And what's that? Fucking magic. <laughs> as long as my preschoolers don't ask, I think I'm okay with this. Okay. You can say freaking. Freaking magic. It's freaking magical and cold here. <laughs> so Sarah Sarah uh oh see now this is what this is what messes me up. Because Sarah's the little girl, right? Yeah. 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 So she's I got two. So alright, Ginny calls. She wants Kate that she's having a get together and she wants Sarah to come. So Kate and Sarah go. Got it. I thought she was just inviting Kate. I didn't realize she was inviting Sarah, too. I know. Oh. I, this, so, this is where, yeah, I got confused on this thing, too. And then for a while, I thought Sarah was the was the adult and Kate was the little girl there for, for like, a couple of paragraphs. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, Kate is the, Kate is the mom. The, is the yeah. other way around. <laughs> Sarah's the magical one. Now, this totally brought home the debate of how young is too young. For Harry Potter, to me, like I to- totally thought this was very meta. Mm-hmm. And Ginny gives uh, Kate a packet of ingredients known only to wizards that Kate's going to experiment with. That's important. Okay. Is it going to work? I think so. And then Harry comes for the last time and says his story is going to take much longer 
And he talks about the seventh year. Every, yeah. yeah. Which is horrible. And Sarah's and decided end, that there's going to be seven potters. Everybody likes Sarah and seven potters. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> That's still my favorite part. <laughs> oh. And then she sobs when Hudrick We're dies. identical. Yeah, well, we all cried too. I love that one. <laughs> we're identical. We're identical. And then they like, freak he goes, out. He goes, yeah, they were very liberal of getting dressed in front of me. He, he goes, so some respect for my body, man. <laughs> yeah. I I'm knew there was no tattoo. Joe, I love how Joe slipped past the fact that there's like seven naked Harry standing in the living room. Like, <laughs> Well, I think they probably wore their their. Pants. The boxers and the underwear. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're I mean, but there were at least four Harrys who were standing there in knickers. That's yeah. true. Learn the fancy bra that was built to look at me, I'm hideous. <laughs> oh, dear. Because they're really more comfortable in my body than I am. <laughs> and then, let's see. They finished the story with this. Voldemort, uh, Voldemort's right next to the boy, and then Hagrid falls, but he doesn't actually die. And then we get to the wedding, which is a welcome break, and then they're on the run again and break into Gringotts, and there's, oh, Griphook betrays everybody, and we find out about Snape and all of this stuff. And then Harry dies. And everybody's quiet. And Dudley's like, wait a minute. Harry can't have actually died because he's sitting right here in front of me talking. And Where is he? Where is he? (laughs) Guess what, Dudley? I've been a ghost all of this time. Oh, God, how very sixth sense. (laughs) I see dead people. Oh, my goodness. Um, So then he tells about the station and meeting up with Dumbledore. and, And Dudley's suitably impressed because... Not only did Harry go through all of this crap, but Harry could have stayed in basically heaven, and he chose to come back. Dumbass. <laughs> so, and then at the very end, Sarah says, that boy was you, wasn't he, Uncle Harry? And Harry's like, you got a smart girl there, Dudders. No, you're just a sto- You're a horrible storyteller, Harry. Yes, he is. <laughs> No, this reminds me of a rom-com movie I saw where, like, the mom and the dad aren't getting along, and they have this little girl, and the dad is telling the little girl the story about his past loves, and he changes all the names except for one, and the little girl figures out that he's still in love with whatever the heck this girl's name is, and, you know, mom and dad are separating, so then she's like, let's go find this girl, and they go on this trip to, like, go find dad's ex-girlfriend. And the little girl's like totally okay with the fact that, you know, mommy and daddy aren't together anymore and daddy's gonna go find this new woman. And I'm just like, this is, that's a horrible slice of horror. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's just horrible. Oh dear. So we're going to jump ahead two years here. And, and then the, the weird texty weird? thing with like the two line, yeah. It, like, repeats the first two lines or something mm-hmm. at the top of my page. Maybe it's just yeah, me. Yeah, 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 it does. It starts it and then it, it uh, starts it again. Starts it again. I okay. don't know why. I think it's a typo. I think it's a, a formatting thing rather than an author mistake, though, because mm-hmm. it happens a couple of times. Right, right. And so, so Dudley's at the train station, dragging Dustin's belongings behind. They're all... uh Heading for platform nine and three quarters, which Harry hasn't told them is between platforms nine and ten. 
And so when Dudley gets there, he's like, uh, uh, crap. Now what do I do? Uh-huh. He forgot to tell them. Silly mm-hmm. Harry. I know. Well, you know what? I mean, maybe it's a tradition thing because, you know, Hagrid didn't tell him how to get on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, but Harry, Harry's a little bit more, uh, uh, what's the word? Conscientious? Yeah. No. Well, no, but not the word looking for, but it'll do. Yeah, Hagrid's a little more flighty. Yeah. Flighty. He doesn't think of these kinds of things. So then, and he didn't even tell them to go how to go to diagonal. Oh my god, Harry! <laughs> so then, uh, so Harry's come over frequently. So then we we flashed ahead, and now we're flashing back a little bit to when an owl shows up and uh, drops a letter down, and we find out that Dustin is going to Hogwarts. Is going to Hogwarts, woo! So then they have to figure out where to get a cauldron and all of this stuff, and Harry takes them to Diagon Alley. And gets dust in his wand. And And he gets a cat, an orange cat. An orange cat that looks like Crookshanks because Hermione insists that somebody buy this cat. Oh, speaking of cauldrons? Crookshanks is dead. Oh, well, yeah, it's been like 10 years. Well, it's he, I mean, Crookshanks is a magical cat. That's That's true. Yeah. Okay, does anybody know what happened to Crookshanks during the seventh book? They probably left her with the Weasleys. Yeah, that would be my guess that they left him at the Weasleys. Or maybe because I can't imagine Mr. Mom and Dad. No, I can't imagine. Huh. So speaking of cats, oh, I had a thought, and now I can't remember what the heck it is. Um, hold on. I'm looking up Measle to okay. see if it says how cat, long cat, they live. Cat. I don't think so. Uh, was it? What, what did it have to do with Diagon Alley? Not the cat. Tapping on the bricks. No. Oh, hold on. What were we talking about? So Diagonally the cat. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about uh, Hagrid, was right before Hagrid the cat. not being able to, uh, not remembering to, to give pertinent No, it was after that. Um, <laughs> um, oh, for I crying have out. no idea. <laughs> I have no, hold on. You're have to, Alex, you're going to fall on your head. <laughs> so... There's... Well, Sarah's the only one who can figure out how to get the oh. nine three quarters. Okay. Oh. I remembered. You what? remembered. All right. Okay. So, with you know, no, I, I got to thinking with all this, like, cauldron shop stuff and, you know, all of our how we're so into Halloween, you would think that the magical community would have, like, a muggle shop to, like, sell actual cauldrons. They'd make a pretty penny if they mm-hmm. sold, like, My mom has a cauldron. Old, like, cauldron things for Halloween. Is your, My mother, mom has some big... is your mother a witch? No, um, she's a real. I mean, honestly, is a. It's really big and it, it's cast iron. It's real heavy. And oh my goodness! My, my mom, um, at one point in time, was before I was in high school. They did a. Her and two other English teachers did Macbeth. They did the uh-huh. the three witches uh-huh. Uh-huh. for Macbeth, and uh-huh. they. And I remember my mom taking a liver and like dyeing it purple and stuff. <laughs> And 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 so they did like Aya Newt and stuff like that. My mom does a really yeah. really good witch, witchy voice, yeah. and they made one kid throw up because he thought it was so gross. <laughs> this is where you get your love of vomit, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but my mom does have my mom's. We my mom still has the cauldron. We my dad puts firewood in it. It's. I mean, I, I honestly, I probably could sit and probably. I mean. I'm five. I'm about five. I'm five three. I can sit in the cauldron. Wow, it's fairly comfortable. It's that big. 
Okay. Well, I'm now imagining that scene in Winnie the Pooh where he's like floating long on an umbrella, except that a cauldron wouldn't float. It would probably sink. Sink. Yeah, especially if it's cast iron. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no flat bottom. There was no. It was. They had some thick bottoms on there too. It wasn't a thin bottom cauldron. It Percy. wasn't a thin bottom. <laughs> Percy will be very happy. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Thick. It was a thick bottom. Bottom cauldron. Okay, I digress. Okay. <laughs> so they're trying to get in the platform. Nobody knows how to do it. Harry's not there. And then this family kind of knocks through them and get out of the way. And then they disappear and they're like, Dudley's like, what happened? Because he gets knocked over and Sarah's like, they just walked through it. And everybody's like, nah. And Sarah's like, look, I'll show you. And she just walks through the wall and they're like, ah, wait a minute, what happened? And she yells back, come on, it doesn't hurt. And then Kate goes and then Dustin goes, whatever. And they all go in. And Harry's like, oh, there they are. Yeah. Lupin Stupid hair. <laughs> you forgot them. Some important things. Oh, yeah. Oh, and luckily, Teddy's there. Teddy's being you nice. Know, mm-hmm. I wonder if there are any muggles borns who got forgotten because they didn't know how to get on the platform. It probably was a really good letter that didn't, that, I mean... Well, no, when the Muggleborns get somebody to come and tell them, so I'm sure right. they, they would tell yeah. them, but still. I mean, they just don't get Hagrid. Or Harry. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't One tell hopes. them how to do this. Yeah, I know. So, then the train whistle blows, and Dustin jumps on quick, and off he goes. And, and he's like, bye, bye. Yep. So long, farewell, Alright, this is going to be my last chapter, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Dustin and Harry hang out for a minute after the train leaves, talking. Sarah gets bored. So they leave. They get back to the house. And Dudley wishes he'd left lights on or a fire or something because the house has never been so empty. And it's not like you Dustin's... You don't have a kid, Dudley. <laughs> Dustin's not a noisy kid or whatever, but it just doesn't feel right without him. Get used to it. And then yeah. Vernon and Petunia show up. And they're like... Oh, we're sorry we couldn't make it for Dustin's big day. Vernon had an important meeting, and I was visiting Aunt Marge, but we're going to try to do it next time. Uh, Holy crap, Vernon has a heart. I know it. Not really, because he's kind of a little well, late for it. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's just me. Yeah. Alex, if you put holes in my bed, so help me goodness, I am going to wring your neck. Stop I, it. I want you to take a video of it. Oh, he he's does. just kneading my bed like crazy. At least do it on the pillow. I'm going to be wet tomorrow morning. I just know it. Stop. I threw a book at him. It did no good. Finally, after an awkward hug, Vernon and Petunia left, <laughs> limping into Hold the sunset. Draco hug. Yes, it was a Draco, Draco hug. And <laughs> he realizes he's been very selfish. He's going to miss Dustin, but Dustin's going to have a grand time. And now, <sighs> and now he's got to figure out what house he's going to be in, because he could be... Ravenclaw, but he's also really nice. He's probably going to be a Hufflepuff, and he could be a Slytherin, but he hoped he wouldn't be. Not that he had anything against ambitious people, it's just that uh-huh. he's not sure uh-huh. about this. Maybe, he, maybe Dustin he's, is a mudblood. Coming from a guy who would no doubt have ended up in Slytherin himself? Mm-hmm. Until he found, found the good woman to change him. Yes. So, they have a pleasant breakfast, and Harry shows up, having dropped off uh, their children, and then Harry says, 
Oh, let's see. Harry! That's going. It's waiting for him in the back. He hits him. Deadly was about to greet Harry when Ron... The thing Ron's been waiting for hits him in the back of the head. I, I gotta read this because I'm confused now. Yeah. Oh, so Ron's talking about how self-legislation, I can't say that word. And. Raj is talking about the law. My God. Hermione really is rubbing oh, off on him. Oh, I see. So then the letter comes and hits him in the back of the head and he yelps and twists around. He catches his foot on the, the, uh, rug and falls down and the barn owl drops. A letter, and Harry tries to catch it, but he fumbles it, and so this is where Ron tells him that he, it's been too long since he's played Quidditch because he fumbled the letter, and Dudley's flat on the floor because... Oh, is that what he, I, I couldn't, I thought he was talking about Dudley. Ron was flat so on the confused. floor. Yeah, no, <laughs> the owl comes up behind Dudley and hits him in the head, and then he trips over the rug. It makes sense if you slow down and read it, but because I'm reading it as I as we're talking about it, I was confused there. Okay. Right. When, okay. when do you have to okay, school owls, when do you start to pay, start paying them? I don't know. I, I think school owls are I don't think you have to. I don't think you pay yeah, school think, owls. Because the daily profit owl was probably just for the paper, not the owl. Yeah, I mean there yeah. there are regular male owls that you could rent, but I thought the school always gave provided owls to the kids. So yeah, they do. Kind of, I thought I felt it was kind of rude that they had to pay the owl. Yeah, it is kind of a different thing. So I thought I I didn't like that. I was mad. Okay, and we have this letter, and Hogwarts is really cool, and things are people are friendly, and I met this guy named Flanagan and Will Boot and. Uh. Teddy's really cool. So he's dueled uh, Rex Goyle and Julian Bassam and Quintus Sabini, who was the family that knocked him over and showed him how to get to the into the platform. So there's your there, there's your um, Malfoy and, mm-hmm. and and cronies and cronies. Why are all the Slytherins evil? I don't. Know. I don't know. No, no, they're not all. We're evil. not all evil. I promise. <laughs> I know. I'm a Slytherpuff. You are a Slytherpuff. And then he gets the hat, and the hat starts talking and says, Wow, you're an interesting case. Okay, you must be an Hufflepuff. And he says, Always remain loyal to those important to you. And everybody was nice to me. So does that mean that if they're not important to you, you don't have to be loyal to them? Exactly. I guess so. Okay. I approve of this message. (laughs) My name is Mooney. I'm a Slytherin, and I approve of this message. (laughs) Oh, cool. So we're going to lose Trisha and gain Scott. Hang on just a minute. Let me. Cool. Hi, Scott. The cat came back the very next day. They thought he was a goner, but the kitty came back because he couldn't. My my kitty, I almost fed my kitty to the. We went to the vet. Oh, this is all. You'll love the story. Okay. So Flory has been peeing in the litter box fine, but she keeps pooping right outside the litter box. So I changed her litter, put where she's been put, put her put her litter box in where she was pooping, and like it it's been going on and off for a few months. So she needed to yeah. get a check. She needed to get a checkup, and I finally got a couple of um, paychecks from from the new job. So I took her in. I take her in. Well, I'm like, okay, Ark, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. You put her in her carrier. So I, the first thing he does when he gets in, he looks at the cat because you're going to the vet. So he's taunting her in a way, not like being mean, but just telling her. Mm-hmm. So, but I think she got the vibe. So she ran away from him. He found her. So he's goes to put her in, in the carrier. 
and I hear, Mom, she pissed on me. (laughs) (laughs) Serves you right. Yep. (laughs) I go, what? I mean, she's never done this, ever. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) He comes up, and there's, like, he has jeans, and there's pee all down his thing, all down his leg. (laughs) So he's, like, all appalled. She pissed on him like I looked at him like, well, that's what you get for taunting the cat. Yep. He deserved it. Yeah. So They'll do that if they're scared. So I got her in. So I got her in the carrier. So she doesn't like to to um travel anyhow. So she goes, ah, ah, the whole entire mm-hmm. time. And all it's like, Mom, I think there's smells of it. Well, she peed in the damn carrier, too. Oh, yeah. And then she pooped in the carrier. Wow. So, she was really scared. She was, oh, she just was not a happy camper. <laughs> so she gets out, and I'm telling the vet what's going on. So she makes a suggestion. So, no, I have three litter boxes going on for one cat. Mm-hmm. Well, it ends it up. She's overweight. She's fat. And I think right now, like, I put one in the bathroom. I have two in in my other one. I have a smaller one and a larger one. We think it's she wanted a larger litter box. Mm-hmm. Mm. More than anything else, so she's been doing. She's been doing really well. So, well, while she was there, she growled at the at the vet, hissed at her, <laughs> yeah. And then we decided to get her an X-ray. Oh my God! So they bring a blanket. Well, they they cleaned out my carrier for her. For her mm-hmm. And there was like this little spongy thing in there. She's like, "Do you, what do you want to do with it?" I ended up throwing it away. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching that thing. And, and I, like, Clorox. So they put, like, a little, like, those those um pet pads in there. Mm-hmm. So so they tried to, so they're like, well, let's get her an X-ray. Well, she would not cooperate whatsoever no. with the X-ray. And they got, like, one. And so, like, the poor, I mean, the cat's all written up. She's, like, the woman came in. She wrapped her in a towel. I heard, she just hasn't been a very pleasant kitty so so uh, so we ended up going like pet smart and i grabbed a whole bunch of stuff and little wipey things so i can just wipe her down so i let her out of the out of her carrier when i go home and the pet pad was soaked too so she peed again yeah she's scared she's scared peeing oh i was ready to kill her because I'm I'm in the thing and there was a dog that came up and was sniffing. I'm like, do you want to eat the cat? Because I'm right now I'm I'm willing for you to you can eat my cat. Aww. <laughs> I was you don't understand. She's been she's been pooping outside the litter box. So the next day I gave her a bath. The first time I have ever given her a bath. I she's gone to a um a groomer a couple of times and absolutely loved it. So. I got the the baby I got the baby shampoo and I washed her and ever since I washed her she's been absolutely pleasant and wonderful and been pooping in the litter box. Yeah. Moral of the story: Give your cat a bath. Alex, yeah, you apparently. Want a bath? They Thank don't you. like getting baths though. That's the thing. They don't oh, mind well, baths. They just mind don't like Scott. to get their feet wet. Um, mm. she was oh, in that. She, well, I don't know who got more wet, her or me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I bathe the dog, I just strip down and get in the shower with her because it's so much easier. Yeah, I'm thinking that was the same thing. So I put her in my kitchen sink and I, I gave her a bath. And she, was, she wasn't she was bad. She kind of like settled down and everything like that. But then she wouldn't let me dry her. Mm-hmm. And so oh. 
So it was just like I got into the beach towel. And you know how much a cat can, like, absorb water? They absorb a lot of water, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she was still wet the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's But ever see. since then, she's been good. She's been good since then. Well, that's good. So, Scott, we're at the very end of Chapter 15, and we just got the letter from D- Dustin. Dustin. Dustin and Dudley. The two D words just messed me up. <laughs> yeah. So we found out that he's in Hufflepuff, and then he goes waxes poetic about the food. It's not quite as good as Mom's, but it's some of the best food I've ever eaten. And I was mm-hmm. so stuffed, and then there was going to be desserts. Tomorrow I'm going to have to be careful, or I'm going to, like, outgrow all my clothes. <laughs> yep. And he likes the Hufflepuff cow room, mm-hmm. and he thinks Vernon would have liked it, which is interesting. It's because it has comfy chairs, and Vernon has gout, so. Ow. I guess, yeah. That's it. And he can't wait to learn his first spell. Nope. <laughs> well, who could? Yeah, really. I want to learn my first spell. That's yeah, the one too. thing that that I'm bummed is not in the movie. The, what? The, the trailer in the in the trailer and everything. There's a picture of Jacob and uh, Newt, and Jacob says, "I want to be a wizard," and everybody's yeah. like, oh, "I want to be." It's not in the movie. No, no, it's not, is it? No, it's not. That's so sad. It's one of those trailer shots that that they tease you with, but aren't actually in the movie. I it's just, just I just liked it, like yeah, when he's like terrific, it's totalis. I'm like, ah! <laughs> and he's like almost. I'm like, I know that one too. Are there new spells in the movie? Because I'm getting a little tired of the same old, same old. Um, there she does one that for an unlocking spell. I can't remember what it what it is when Aloha Mora doesn't work. But okay. no, there's not a lot of new ones. But I like uh, that. Yeah, I do like the other. It's girl. mostly what's the word I want? Silent. It's it's yeah. nonverbal. Nonverbal. Yeah, non-verbal. yeah it's mostly nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So if you're writing fanfic of it, you can pretend that some of those are new spells because we don't know. <laughs> there you go. Ah. So Ooh. Trisha, I've missed you. Yes. I'm very glad you were back. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, it's been a rough couple weeks, so uh, yeah. or months. <laughs> months. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah, you're I'm back glad. and and uh, thank things you. are going better. Yes. So thank you for thank you. I know I asked for prayers a while ago, and yes, they do help. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye, Trisha. Good night. Good night. And well. hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Hello. <laughs> I feel like I, I got the full Pufa experience because I came in the, in the middle of a pet story, so, you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, when I wanted yeah. to kill my cat. Mm. Have a good cuddly, night. And cuddling wonderful now, so i got to go find her. Okay. That's <laughs> okay, right. Scott. In, in the middle of the podcast, I had to leave the podcast and go rescue my cat who was stuck on the roof. Oh, dear. So... Mom had to bring the the cat tower over that the cat likes to sit on, and so I could hold it up so that she could get onto that and be lowered down off the roof and onto the porch. Cats are crazy. They're just crazy beasts. But anyhow. So we're starting Chapter 16. We only have a couple more to go, and then we'll be done. Dustin has just gone to Hogwarts, and we're supposed to guess what Marcus Elephile loves. And it has something to what? do with his last name. Elephants, maybe? Elephile. I don't know. I'm not good at these hmm. games. I feel like elephants is a little bit too um, on the nose. Yeah. There's probably some other word that um, 
it's because it's e e l i h mm-hmm. so it's like um it's probably like religion something religious or something yeah, yeah. i'm i'm looking it up <laughs> that's the only way to go in some these cases <laughs> well apparently nobody guesses well, cause I was the thinking next chapter so eli mhm are they pulling it from hebrew or latin or where is the yeah. phil- phileus thing is is a greek ending i think yeah phileus uh, yeah I don't know where. Well, E-L-I-H comes up, but it's it's in a language that's not English. So <laughs> let me go find the English translation. Oh, it comes up with Batman Turkey, and I'm very confused. Yeah, well, hmm. Maybe he likes Batman and Turkey. There's I Batman. Don't know. Apparently there's a Batman in Turkey. Oh, okay. So it's maybe it's Turkish? So maybe he likes Batman. Maybe he <laughs> likes bats. That would be maybe. Lepidoptera, though. But How maybe. the hell did you know that? <laughs> I'm very impressed that you knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the family or or some some classification. I don't know which level of uh, taxonomy, but bats are Lepidoptera, I think, and so are um, rabbits. Or maybe I'm mixing them up with rabbits. Le- Lepi, it sounds like rabbit. Yeah, let's see. Neither. It's moths and butterflies. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, the gold, what is rabbit then? Because it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, so Eli is the masculine given name of Hebrew origin, which means ascent, high priest of the book of Samuel, blah, blah, blah. Um, unrelated abbreviation of the Hebrew uh. name is Elijah, meaning my God. That totally does not help. Bats are chiroptera. That's what I was thinking okay. of. And, um, you could have gone with it. We'd all been really impressed and not even questioned you. <laughs> well, yes, but, you know, got to be honest with your scientific knowledge here. Mm-hmm. And um, rabbits are Legomorpha or Leporidae, yeah, depending on whether you want the order or the family, apparently. Okay, so what <clears> I got <throat> out of that sentence was rabbits are Legos. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Oh, all right, well, that's They are Legomorphs, which is... The order, which includes uh, rabbits and pikas, and um, I guess that's it, just those two. But it's a, a, a section slightly separate from rodents. Uh, Whack them all! <laughs> very bad. Anyway, so Dustin's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out while y'all talk because this is gonna drive me crazy. Right. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, wait. <laughs> She got excited for a minute, and then it just left us. Hold on. Elif. Oh, oh, hold on. I think I figured it out. Okay. Maybe. I think I got it. E-L-I-H, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So, uh, I can't read. Abophobia, a joke word meaning fear of palindromes, deliberately constructed as to be one. Various other words have been contrived along these lines, such as I live He's a lover of palindromes. His name is a palindrome. Okay. Well, I don't know if anybody ever got it. We might get bonus points from the author for this podcast. I don't know. Lots of people have apparently used it as a profile name for things like League of Legends or Guardian accounts or a bunch of other stuff. But. Okay, now that, now that we figured that out. All right. Yes. Does that count as being way off course? I don't know, but 
back to the story. So Dustin's winding back from our tangent. Sending letters <laughs> a couple of times a week, which is really cool because they're full of Hogwarts information, but his family is struggling to write something back because all they do is go to work or cook or go to school and all of that is boring, so they're trying to uh figure out something interesting that they can send. Speaking so, of new spells, the first spell Dustin learns is one that we didn't find in the books. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's the one for sparks. Scott, we've been needing mm-hmm. you. What do you yes. think the author's name is? Um, Kakistocrat. Oh, yeah. There's no okay. way I can say that. It rhymes with aristocrat. I know it rhymes with aristocrat, <laughs> yeah. but I couldn't get it out of my mouth if I tried hard. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Flamara, why does that remind me of something? Well, it's flame. No, I know. Hermione used it. I can hear it in her voice, it's, but I can't uh, quite... Lacanum in Flamare was what they yes. used in movies for her yes. bluebell mm-hmm. um, flame yes. spell. Yeah, it's close. God, we're bad. We're, we're so, like... But I can hear it in her voice. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's like I hear Ryan talking in my head all the time, so I totally get this. <laughs> So, yep. oh, Professor Flitwick still teaching charms, and it's his second oh my favorite goodness. class. His first is herbology, which I love mm-hmm. mostly because is that he a likes... Hufflepuff thing? I don't know. Well, he likes somewhat. It, Professor, it's, sort of, it's stereotypically a Hufflepuff thing because of Professor Sprout, but um, and we know that Justin's kind of good at it, but that's only because the Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs get paired up in that class. And then in this case, it's not that he actually likes the class all that much. He just likes Professor Longbottom. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah. And Ben's is as boring as ever, but when he does the reading, he's rather interested in history of magic. See? See? History is fun, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. History teachers just not, aren't always. Oh, you can say that. Well, no, I, I, I've had... Very good history. And I think that's why I love the subject is because mm-hmm. I had wonderful teachers, whereas like math and science teachers and same. I with, just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. That's why I enjoyed math and science for as long as I did is because I had good teachers in it. Oh, but I, I didn't enjoy biology because I didn't really get along with that teacher. And then there was also the, you know, squishy stuff. So, well. <laughs> You know, squishy stuff. Didn't you have to dissect yeah. the pig? Yeah. I was not into the no, dissection. What made of the it frog. even worse? What made it worse was we had split lunch. <laughs> and so you'd you'd go to class and then you'd go to lunch and then you'd come back and have class. And so you'd be doing dissections and then you'd go to lunch and then you'd come back. Oh God. That was not a smart idea. Yeah. It was not the oh, best schedule. So no. Hmm. Oh. Yes. And then you'd be smelling like formaldehyde. Be, oh, yeah. I'm trying to decide if I should tell this story or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let's, know. Let's see if I can clean it up enough. So, <clears throat> in in my class, I we dissected a pig, a baby pig. We're an R-rated podcast. You can. <laughs> I know. I know. But so. But anyhow, that's a bad tangent. Let's go back to the. <laughs> Let's go back to Hogwarts. It's interesting that the new. Well, we don't get very much detail about her, but the new Transfiguration teacher seems kind of like a McGonagall clone. Mm-hmm. She's she's very yeah. strict, but very good at it. So yeah. You know, but given those two details, it could apply to any number of teachers. So yeah. 
and uh, he likes his friends and does not like. Am Curtis. I am I just hearing things, or was there? I think Scott just had a really big truck drive by. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it was either Scott or Mooney, and Mooney heard it really it loud. So, but yeah, there was actual car sounds, and it can't have been here because I'm not close enough to a road. Okay. Huh. It, could, it couldn't have been me either. Weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Unless my phone moving across the desk sounds like a car. <laughs> no, it was more like music. It was like music coming out of a car is what it was. Or oh, something. I didn't I don't hear even... music. I heard uh, like engine noises. I don't know. It totally sounded like music huh. coming out of a stereo or something, like in a car. So, like, Weird. you know, when you're like, when you're outside, like, and then there's music from inside a car kind of thing. Well, well I, don't I don't think know. there was anything like that here, but it's possible I just didn't <laughs> notice. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's peeves. Oh, it's all peeves. If we can hear yeah. it on the tape, we'll leave this part in, and if we can't, we'll take it out, and nobody will ever know but us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Apparently, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, who is Quintus, by the way? Is he uh, a, a Malfoy or just a Malfoy yeah. clone? Zabini. I think he's he a was Zabini. Okay. And he's, of course, he's an evil Slytherin, and I am upset. He is basically Malfoy. He's got two henchmen, and he's a pain in the butt. But yeah. he's been picking on people, but he's learned not to pick on Teddy because Teddy picks back. Uh-huh. Well, isn't Teddy significantly older than this lot already? Probably. Should be. Yeah. So he should know better than to pick on somebody who knows a heck of a lot more magic than he does, among other things. That would never have But I don't know whether, I don't know if we know how um, Dustin's age compares to Harry's kid's age, because... I think Teddy, the first time Dustin met Teddy, it was Dustin's birthday, he was turning eight or nine, I don't know, there was a typo there, because... I think it was ten, I think it was yeah, ten. Yeah, he starts off as eight, and then he turns ten right away, that was a weird thing. So, and Teddy was was in his second or third year of Hogwarts by then. Okay. So, he's probably four years ahead or maybe five. Yeah. So, yeah, the first years don't really want to pick on the fifth years. That's not the greatest idea. No. Uh, but not all of them are smart. No. So, but, so we, we get to uh, talk about parent-teacher conferences with Sarah a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing really well in class, but she's having trouble making friends. Because she's just not trying to reach out to any of the other girls, and uh, Sarah just says, "Yeah, she's happy without them." Mm-hmm. So she likes Albus. That's all she needs. She's kind of a Luna-esque figure, mm-hmm. at least in this chapter. I don't know if that lasts or not, but mm. she sort of doesn't let much get to her. No, no, and she admired her, admired Luna earlier. <laughs> Yeah, and Harry was telling the story about his growing up years. So, but now it's Halloween, and they've got to yeah. figure out what she can be for Halloween. Yeah, she's outgrown all of her old costumes that she used before, mm-hmm. being a, a fairy or a, a princess, and she doesn't have a particular opinion at this point. Um, Except for she doesn't she doesn't, she doesn't she, want to be a witch. Yeah. <laughs> She says, it's not a good idea. I don't need to dress up as what I already am. Mm-hmm. And so then she decides to be a ladybug, which amuses Aww. me because um, somebody among my friends on Facebook had their um, kid be a ladybug. So. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So they kind Although of... Uh... She was much smaller than Sarah is at this point, I think. But she sounds saying. pretty cute. Mm-hmm. They take an old bucket and put holes in it and put black cardstock to make dots and... Uh yellow blanket to make her belly and 
stuff like that. <laughs> they sew some sticks on so she has extra arms. Mm-hmm. And Lady Sarah Bugs makes her own feelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most are black. Probably not really, but they're not red. Maybe, maybe they're English. English ones are. I don't know. Mine are black. Yeah, I thought they were black underneath. Maybe they just don't have a black blanket. Mm. Maybe. There you go. I love how this is what we're nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. Then Harry pops in and hands him a giant bag of candy and says, you're going to need this, and then leaves. And Dudley's like, what? Uh, uh, that? <clears throat> and he has no idea what's going on. And no. Kate, Kate takes Sarah trick-or-treating. Harry's, Harry's sick to all the Weasley and Potter relatives on their house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, and Dudley's freaking out because he gave out a couple of boxes of every flavor beans, and he's, you know, he's afraid somebody's going to be mad at him, but nobody will ever really know where it came from, so that should be okay. And then we have... uh Well, thank yeah. goodness it wasn't chocolate frogs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and here they are, the whole Potter Weasley clan. Twinkle oh, tweet! And so, oh, and there's a two love like goods in there. I've got to be like 30 kids. I know. There's some love goods as well, so... And finally, they go home and they have to repair the hose hanger that James has broken because James is a little terror. Ugh, the kid drives me crazy. <laughs> I would have killed him by now. Yeah, well, he's sort of the serious analog of the family. I don't know. <laughs> Harry probably should have thought a little bit more about naming his kids James Serious. Like, did he not think that, you know... Mm-hmm. One one of them was bad enough. Both together is. I not know. Really I know. Mm-hmm. You guys have heard my rant on naming <clears throat> things. You don't name things after things you don't want your things to be named to be doing. You don't name <laughs> the dog killer. You don't <laughs> name the kid Crash. Yeah. Also, okay. Never name the kid no, no, no. Chase. I have a cousin named Chase. Okay. You because it it's well. So Chase is my. Let me think about this. Great, great grandmother's maiden name, or something like a great, great. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the night my cousin Chase was born, my my uncle at the time was a policeman, and he was, you know, with his wife, you know, mm-hmm. having the baby, and he goes into work the next day, and he was like, "If you ever have another child, don't ever name him Shoot, because we had <laughs> quite the police chase last night." <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Sometimes the naming has effects. Yeah. Yeah. Or at Not least good. seems to. Not good. And then we're on into chapter 17. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. apparently, at least up to that point, nobody had ever guessed what um, Marcus Ellie file was about. Yep. We uh, did. We figured yeah. it out. Go us. Welcome, Mooney. <laughs> yes. Yay, Google Foo. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Garlet's not the only one with Google Google Foo. And uh, they have another letter from Dustin, and they had a great time at Halloween. There was Mm. a lot of food. Don't tell Hermione how hard the house elves must have worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There wasn't a troll, so it wasn't quite as exciting as Harry's, but Hagrid fell asleep and snored so much the entire hall shook, so, you know, there was that. (laughs) And Teddy lost Gryffindor 30 points because he hexed Cassius Knott. Mm-hmm. He was making Victoria cry, which, mm. which is just not done. No, not with Teddy around. Mm-hmm. Teddy's a bit of a hero, actually, you know. Mm. Yep. So. And he's thinking he might take Muggle studies next year because of the things that Muggles do that affect wizard history. So he wants just to see the, the other way around. <laughs> did he skip a year? Is he, like, in the second year already? Or, like, do they start early? 
I don't know. Because, yeah, the electives aren't supposed to start till third year, but... So hmm. is he... This is his first year, I think. Yeah. So he shouldn't be doing Muggle Studies next no, year. It'd be the year after should, next. Yep. Unless they've changed things. Yeah. I guess we could assume that, you know, in the, the 10 years or whatever since Harry graduated, they decided to start electives sooner. But, yeah, I suspect that was just a slip. But Dustin's tired, so he's finished his letter now. Mm-hmm. I love how he's on, like, write soon, and everybody else is worrying about, like, how there's nothing to write about. Uh-huh. Let me know what's happening. So Dudley goes upstairs to nope. give the letter to Kate, and Kate is whispering to Sarah, and Sarah's smiling and giggling, and then the minute they see him, they act really guilty. And Dudley's like, uh, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, we're doing a project. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Nothing, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have to wait and see what the project is on Friday. Mm-hmm. So yep. then they read the letter, and Dudley's slightly confused because Kate's spending more and more time in the kitchen by herself, mm-hmm. except sometimes Sarah goes in, and there's some sort of secret knock, so he can't figure out what's happening. <laughs> And she makes this food, and she scribbles in her notebook, but she never eats. She just asks him really really stupid questions. So, should there be less garlic in the spaghetti? Do you think grape juice would go better with that? And even, she's even asking. Dudley's like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Do you like my special ketchup? Is this too sweet? And he's really confused about her behavior, and he can't wait till Friday when he finds out what the heck is going on, because he's just (laughs) driving her nuts. Yeah, but I re- this is I remember remember what's happening now, I think. Because I did read this story before, but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. taking a little bit to catch up. And he finally comes home on Friday, and he can't find out yet because the project isn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. And Sarah has to finish her part. And if he needs, if he wants dinner, he has to get it himself, but not from the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> so he has to go to his parents' house. Yeah. I'm sure Petunia is thrilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Kate finally calls and he can go home and Dudley promises to tell call his parents and tell them what's going on. And yeah. she so. takes him by the hand, Sarah does, and puts him into his favorite chair and says, Stay here. Yep. And then after exactly a minute, Kate comes out of the kitchen with an easel with some sort of poster on it and felt covering it up. Mm-hmm. And when they finally yank the felt off, they realize it's an ad for Dursley Catering. Yes. Mm. That's what she's planning. It's something she's going to start a catering business. She's wanted to do for years, and she's just not had it all figured out. But now she's done some research, and she thinks it might be fun. And, to, and then at the end of it, Sarah's like, ta-da! Just a little bit late. Yeah. And they, they've each worked on half of the poster, so mm-hmm. Kate's half is very sophisticated and has a red silk background and pictures of her wearing a chef's hat, and Sarah's half has uh, macaroni glued on it and mm-hmm. pictures of all the food from her birthday the last year. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it gives an idea of the range of the business, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all they need is a catchy slogan. They haven't quite figured out what this is, but they're going to work on the catchy slogan mm. and mm-hmm. work on And of course, this this Dudley is an ad executive, so right. he knows about how to advertise things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucky her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we it's move... Like, yeah, it looks pretty good. You know, I'd, 
change a few little things like uh make it 39.95 instead of 40 but and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah and yeah they have to think of a slogan and at this point the author hadn't also hadn't thought of a slogan so anybody want to give ideas <laughs> but of course this is several years ago so no point in us attempting it no <laughs> Two weeks later, there's flyers and posters out. Dudley's working hard to get everything advertised. He's trying not to be annoying, but he is. And nothing's happening. Mm. There's uh, nobody's calling. And Harry's there when he gets home one night. And Harry's, uh, he'd come by to actually pick up Albus and Rose, but he's figuring out that maybe she could use some of the wizarding ingredients but she's got to sign all these papers and promise not to let anybody know she's doing it and so because she's been working on this flan and she's been trying to figure out a way to make it better and it's pixie Mm. honey that's going to do it flan Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever actually had a flan Mm, i can see it referenced in lots of things but i don't know it's just one of those food words that sounds vaguely fancy and people know Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's mm. not as good as cream brulee. I like cream brulee better. It's not as good as chocolate. Oh yeah. No. You know what I did last night? So the the our vegan friend that's been staying with us brought this wonderful chocolate ice cream, and I was like, "Ooh, okay. chocolate ice cream. That sounds good." So I tried to get the lid off, and I pulled and I pulled, and it's got one of those things, you know, that you you pop off and you pull, and it's supposed to unwind, and then the lid comes off. Well, it wouldn't pull off. It wouldn't what? pull off. You know how ice creams and stuff have like the zip ties. You know, oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. Peel yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it peels all the way around. And then so I was I'm imagining trying, like a biscuit container. I'm trying to pull it off. And I got the knife. I pry it up. I stab myself in the finger. Now I'm bleeding all over the place oh, trying to open this thing up. God, I get the Sue. pliers out. I'm pulling on it with the pliers. I finally like, what is wrong with this thing? And I grab it by the top, and it comes right off. So I'm working <laughs> way too hard for this ice cream that I finally got last night. And now my finger's infected. Mm, Oh, no. Oh, boy. This is not what ice cream should give you. I know. No. That's awful. (laughs) I know. Oh, and Scott, I was thinking about you the other day because the night I went to the movies, I had popcorn Mm -hmm. for dinner, and it was one of the best nights of sleep I've had in a long time. And I'm like, hey, Scott's mom's got the right idea here. Popcorn before bed is smart. (laughs) Oh, speaking of popcorn. Mm. So there's a cinema in town and their larges are freaking large. It's like the container is like two feet tall and like two feet wide and it like funnels or not funnels, but like it, it, it gets narrower at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it, it lasted me literally a week. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. There you go. Good stuff. I've had a lot of popcorn lately because I've been in the movie twice. Yeah, I, I need to go because Allegiance is coming in a month. Mm-hmm. And I need, I'm need. i trying to find somebody to go with me because I, I don't quite, I'm not able to get to the mall on my own. And I don't want to walk there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think I found somebody, but I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but Dad wants to go to see Fantastic Beasts, so I'll have to wait to go see with that with him anyway. Yeah, I might have to find somebody to see that with, too. Or you could see it twice. I could go I alone, Scott. If you can't find somebody, go alone. It's worth it. Okay. Yeah, it's just um, awkward getting there. I'd have to ride the bus across town. Oh, yeah, true. I know. But I do want to see it at some point. And there's there was other stuff coming out 
soon that I wanted to see too. We went and saw the arrival the other day, yeah. and that was pretty good. Oh yeah, was that the, is that the one about aliens? And that's mm-hmm. all yeah. I know about it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. It was good. I enjoyed it. We're way on course again. Anyhow, back to the story. Oh, there's a story. Okay. Oops. I've lost the story. There it is. So they've had two, they've had advertising out for two weeks and Dudley's been, you know, spreading it to anyone possible without being too terribly annoying. And there hasn't been one sale. Nope. Um, Not a single bite. At least Sarah is still very cheerful and it's helping keep their mood up. But then Mm -hmm. she has to go to school every day. And Mm, yeah. But then Harry shows up one day, and he was coming to pick up Albus and Rose because they were playing with, with Sarah. But then Kate was wondering if maybe there were any interesting wizard ingredients that she could use mm-hmm. in uh, in this flan that she's trying to make. And apparently there is this pixie honey that would just make the extra difference to it and yeah. should make it work the way that she wants it to. And Harry says there shouldn't be a problem with that as long as she keeps the ingredient list confidential and doesn't, you know, let anybody watch her make it. Right. Oh, no, that would be. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it depends on what wizard. I'm just trying to imagine like a muggle being like, so what's it? Booty, you keep dropping off the end of the earth. I do? Oh, there Dang. you are. It's probably my, oh, might be my internet. It keeps going in and out. Yeah. So... Uh, Harry calls the kids and they're like, Dad, we don't want to go home. And he says, well, you can go back next week. Next week. So Vernon calls the next day and he's like, Dudley, how are you? Is Kate there? And Kate's in the shower. And so Vernon says, well, Aunt Marge was supposed to have this dinner for the dog lovers meeting. And... The caterer is allergic to dogs, so the caterer can't do it. And, you know, Nasher's not doing... love that. So I thought maybe Kate would like to do it. Yay! And so Kate's got, you know, less than a day to get this ready. She kicks everybody out. Wait, wait. So it took until the day before for them to figure out that... Yeah, apparently, that the the caterer couldn't do Uh. it. Marge was fine with not catering yeah. it, but she said she'd pay somebody to do it if she could get somebody. And so we're going to have Kate cater it. And he says that he'll help, but she says, no, no, it's okay. I got this handled. You go off to work and and do your thing. And so he takes Sarah to school, and he's supposed to be working, but he's not working. He's just worried. And he's thinking about Aunt Marge, who's not exactly a sane person, especially if she's been drinking. And no. Dudley and Kate have said that they won't serve alcohol, but Marge is bound and determined to have alcohol, so there's going to be a lot. And she might forget that Dudley's her favorite nephew and say terrible things about the cooking, which might make things worse. And so he's got himself just about worried sick. Mm-hmm. But he's called, and, and she's reassured him that everything is okay. And so he finally gets home and finds Hermione and Ginny there helping load Harry's magically enlarged trunk. And so they have things well in hand. Mm -hmm. And the party's supposed to start at 7, so they've got a fair amount of time. And there's a little bit more traffic than they were hoping for, but they managed to get to Aunt Marge's house okay. And there's plenty of time to spare. And then uh, Aunt Marge is there, and of course, it's just, Dudley, my favorite nephew! Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I assume he's her only nephew. Yes, I believe he is. 
And then, you know, and the dog, Nasher, is just a terrible dog. He looks like a a, a pug and a pit bull, I think, is what the description is. The name. Yeah. Oh, my. Poor dog. Mm-hmm. Those are not good breeds to cross. They kind of um, exaggerate each other's um, mm-hmm. poor qualities. Yeah. And he's also just had surgery, so he's, yeah, he's just been, been you know, cranky. So he's not a happy <clears throat> dog. He bit the mailman. No. Mm-hmm. And so, and doesn't like strangers, so he keeps growling at Kate. And she tells him to set up the food, and it's this rickety table that's not going to hold all the weight. But luckily, Ginny packed an extra table in the boot, so that's good. Well, can't they just magically reinforce the table? They can't, because they're not, they're, it's just the two of them. The Ginny yeah. and Hermione. Hermione and Ginny just helped them load. Yeah, and stayed home uh-uh. to uh, watch Sarah. Uh-uh. That was a great yep. sound because you broke up <laughs> in the middle of it. So you went, ah, ah, ah. So it works out. All these women have arrived with their dogs, and Dudley is surprised at how many ugly, ugly dogs there are. The only dog that's even halfway nice looking is this uh, silver tipped black lab with this young woman. Everybody else is old and have these old, nasty looking dogs. And nobody's saying anything good about the food. And Kate's reasonably sure that most of this beautiful sliced beef that she's made has been regifted to the dogs. So the dogs are eating it like crazy. Oh, lovely. And it's not like the people are eating. And then they have this uh, loud cracking sound on the other side of the fence. Of course, and- all the dogs go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's Harry showing up to drop off some documents and mm-hmm. say, oh, congratulations on your first event. Uh, you're allowed to use the pixie honey if you keep it confidential, etc." And uh, Great, Harry, thanks. Uh, you should probably go. Do you realize this is at Marge's house? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just love the fact that Harry suddenly shows up at this event just randomly. It just Couldn't they have like, dropped off at home? Yeah, I know. Well, he wanted oh, they her left to... the address on something, apparently. The front door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're still alive? I would have expected a troublemaker like you would have died or gone to jail years ago. Well, um, one of that was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call the police. You made that loud noise. And uh, Harry's starting to recover from his surprise and... Then Yeah, he's just going quieter and quieter, and Dudley is pretty sure this is a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then this is a very bad sign. Mar- Marge makes some remark about your stupid infernal spawn, and it's a, yep, she's got over the line again. Mm-hmm. So he just flings her back two meters, mm-hmm. and then Nasher charges at him and growls, and he just flings him, too, to land on Aunt Marge's stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably not the greatest either. He's fairly a fairly sizable dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he tells her, never insult my family again, and then he disappar- He goes out of sight and disapparates. Yeah. He sounds like and, Hagrid. Yeah, well, he hung around Hagrid for a fairly long time. Yeah. Marge says... He tried to kill me. I'm going to go call the bobbies on him right now. And Dudley says, I think he did a very brave thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she has a fit. Does this because... mean that... Go ahead. Does this mean that Harry now has to send his arrows after himself because he attacked a muggle? I don't know. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> or does he have to arrest himself? I don't know. I guess technically it's a breach of the statute of secrecy, mm-hmm. but I don't think Marge would have really caught it. 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> get out and get your wife and all your food, and I'm going to tell everybody how horrible you are, and I'm not paying you either. And Dudley <laughs> and Kate's okay. like, fine. I don't need your money. And with that, she walks over to the car and puts the dishes in. And Dudley's slightly bewildered, and she calls and says, come help me pack. And they start yeah. taking things. And mm-hmm. the young woman with the lab comes running out and hands in the file that Harry brought because he'd forgotten it. Yeah. And and she says, I thought your food was really good. I'll tell all my friends. Yep. So, you know, maybe there's going to be something from this at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we're going to end with Harry causing family dissension. Harry, Harry, Harry. <laughs> and Dudley and Kate driving off into the setting sun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Literally says that. So. Yep. Seems like a good time to end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, These two can't catch a break. No. And I'm sure Marge has been drinking and, you know, she doesn't remember what happened to her the last time she badmouthed Harry, but she's lucky it didn't happen again. That would have been a little bit too much attention, I think. He Mm -hmm. probably couldn't get away with not arresting himself then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't have been accidental magic this time, so yeah. I mean, although it's not like adults don't do "quote unquote" accidental magic. That's true, but I don't think this was accidental magic. He knew what. No, he was this doing. wasn't. No, no, no. This he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was certainly had reason, but mm-hmm. yeah. Even so I don't know what the policy on that would be. Don't know, but we'll find out in the next chapter if there's any more repercussions to this. You know, it's it's got its little moments here and there, and there's things that we've questioned. But overall, I think it's a fun story. And it's going to get pretty dark, I believe. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I managed to pop in for a little bit of this. I remember enjoying the story in general before. Because mm-hmm. it's always nice to see, you know, we, we had one last season, I think, where... Dudley has a child who's uh, who's magical and you know, go, goes the way of Vernon and Petunia, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a terrible thing. And I don't want to, I want her out of my sight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this one is one where he's actually, you know, has his head on straight a little bit and uh, <laughs> still loves his daughter and son, as it turns out, and gets to experience a nicer side of the wizarding world than he has yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun to see that happen every once in a while, where Dudley gets to see the other side of magic. And I think that by the end, he was more open to magic. Well, sure. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it, this makes, this seems to follow on well from what we've seen in um, Deathly Hallows, etc. Because he was sort of managing to patch things up with Harry a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he tried to give Harry tea. Yeah, he did. He was good. He tried. This is a, a good thing. Yeah. And this is a good story. Mm-hmm. Probably have, what, two or three more episodes on it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, let's see. Um, season 8 schedule. After magic. One, two, three, four. We've got four, so two more. Okay. Yeah. 19 to 25 and then 26 to 31 because they're fairly short chapters. Yeah. Unless we find that they're getting much longer, but I don't think they will. Yeah. And then yeah. in two more stories, it's my favorite. 
No, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, was it two? Two more episodes. Was is we we oh yeah, that's right. How Mooney got his eyes is in there too. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, anyway. I hope you've enjoyed our coverage so far of Dudley's Dilemma by Kakistocrat. If you haven't read the fic already, I don't know why you're listening to this, but you should probably go and listen and read it. But I mean. I have been known to listen to some Pufwa stuff that I haven't read, so, you know. (laughs) Most of Pufwa I haven't read and I listen to y'all anyway. We try and have these out every couple of weeks, uh, so keep an eye on wherever you found this episode, and we'll also post it on the Pufwa Facebook page and potterfickweekly.com when it goes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find our other podcasts also on the Pufwa page. Facebook page or at pointofviewweekly.com, which is when Sue and I and some of the other people originally from Potterpick Weekly get together and talk about random stuff and occasionally attempt to have a topic. And I guess we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all of our all of our episodes and various things like that, we will post on the Facebook page, and we also post random articles and things that are of interest, such as stuff about Fantastic Beasts. So yes. You can find that at Facebook.com. It's P-O-U-F-W-A. If... <laughs> I always have to say that because this is an audio medium, and people don't necessarily know how to spell Pufwa. <laughs> <sighs> and only Ryan would have spelled it like this. Oh, that wasn't Danielle's idea? I thought it was right. Oh, it's because it's Danielle's voice in my head. Okay. <laughs> yes, that was how he told people how it was before, as he had either Danielle or Karen do the voice and uh, explain to us about it. <laughs> we should find those clips. I don't even remember what season they'd be from now. Probably one. Uh, yeah, they're from one. But anyhow... As you could probably tell, it's getting late, and we're starting to ramble about things. What? Some of our rambling starting may be slightly to? less, because, you know, <laughs> Sue does actually edit these, but uh, uh, I guess we'll... <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, whenever you're listening to this, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. And good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.